I know you. And I know when you got something brewing. I know it. What I got brewing? You what I got brewing, right? You tell me. You done lost your dumb damn mind. everybody welcome back to gundam at mhq this is one of your hosts neo and joining me always and i guess forever now is uh Solbro. Solbro, say hello just fucking stuck with me yes <laughs> and, and in the quiet corner is chris chris's chris's aura is always still around but uh shout outs to chris wherever he's at at this point absolutely but, um, too bad we can't have him on this, but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's doing his things there. But um, this is episode 195 of Gundam at MHQ. And uh, this episode is actually pretty timely. And it was one of these things that me and Soulbro kind of thought up last minute because um, uh, our original topic, we, we had to kind of push that to a later date. And uh, we're like, hey, oh, yeah, something just happened. And I guess all you guys that get the notifications in the YouTube and the Twitter and all that. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, the 30th, kind of just a retrospective of um, since this, what was it, this week or was it last week? I think it was the end of last week, right? It was the it, 30th end of... It was this week, this past Monday, uh, the 12th That's past Monday, right, okay. Yeah, the 30th anniversary of the release of Shars Counterattack, the movie, um, you know, set uh, after Double Zeta mm-hmm. in the Neo Zeon era when Shar kind of takes over and... Um, we reviewed this a long time ago on the Gundam Roundup, oh, yeah. so I don't know exactly what episode it is, but um, just start from episode one and just listen from there. And Let it can... ride. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. So in this episode, we'll, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, Char's Counterattack, and then we're going to kind of do some stuff talking about uh, how influential Char was as we've seen him, uh, not only in Gundam, but probably all anime. So, um... But um, Solbro, how, how's things in the in this uh, PBP world, PB- post Black Panther world? Oh my yeah, gosh! The, the post Black Panther world—it's—it's it's a different time, isn't it? Now it's, Yo, it's, it's all different. We're in the Afrofuturistic age, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so have you have you grown out your fro? I, I'm growing it out as we speak, man. I was your black power fro. I was I was I was bald as a Dora Milaje a couple months ago, but now I'm yeah, growing man. out that I'm growing out that Afro sheen. I'm ready for yep. my pick. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm, I'm gonna be. Yep. My stuff is gonna be tight for the summer, y'all. But what? <laughs> black Panther, the only movie that'll actually make white people throw up their black power fists. Yeah. That <laughs> Jesus! Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I know it's against my people, but damn, he's right. You'll, shit! You'll bury me in the ocean, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, let me stop. Let me stop. How many people are going to put that on their tombstones? <laughs> Woo, that's a cold line, bro. That's a cold-ass line. Good shit. Yeah. But, yeah, man. Yeah. But, um, oh, so, Silver, anything as I saunter over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio for a little bit of news, listener-submitted news? Other than that, it's good to be back. I will say, guys, if you guys want to contribute to the conversation, if there's something about Shar that you would like us to share on this episode when we get into our conversation about Shar Aznable, um, definitely use the hashtag GundamLive195, and uh, you may get your tweet seen on the stream. So uh, thank you very much for those who participate. Uh, especially and we won't, we won't accept Shar is not a Shar. If, uh, if anything, if you guys are super familiar with Shar's deleted affair, or uh, some of the off-the-cuff off, off things about Shar, like some of the, some of the non-canon stuff. Um, we'd like to actually uh, throw that into the conversation. We're more, mostly in tune with the canon stuff, uh, as, although I would love to read Shar's Deleted Affair, but we'll touch upon it in the conversation. Other than that, use that hashtag, and uh, we'd love to be able to, to see you guys participate in the episode. But uh, back to you, Neil. I'm ready for those new. I'm ready All for that right. news, man. Man, the first one here comes from Yazzie88. Oh, man, I know there's some people out there that are very happy to hear this, but uh, this comes from uh, DualShockers.com. I guess the beloved visual novel trilogy of Muv Love, Muv Love Alternate comes to the West this summer to the PS Vita. So I guess Dolo will be able to get to, to read this because he's the only person I know with PS Vita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think... If there was ever a man that Sony should have so, should have hired for their marketing and sales department, it would be that speed. It was, it was Dolo, <laughs> but I guess uh, oh, it's going to clock in of um, uh, over 150 hours of playtime, and it's regarded as one of the best by the visual novel community. Mm-hmm. So um, anybody into that stuff, um, you know, it's no release date. Yet, I don't see any dates, but it looks like it's going to be coming out this summer. So, um, definitely check that out. So, uh, thank you, Mr. <clears throat> Yazzie88, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from uh, Ryder Kabuto, and he's got a little bit of robot apocalypse news. Oh, oh this is shit. This is never good. Oh, man. And this is based, this is robot apocalypse news out of Korea. Oh, my God. Ah, oh, this is Korea here is going to develop AI weapons which would search for and eliminate targets without human control. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Where have we seen this go bad before? Oh, in, in numerous, mm-hmm. numerous pieces of fiction that have tried to warn us. <laughs> numerous pieces of the robot tomes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it looks like um, the 25 researchers from CAST, which is, I guess, some type of Korean probably as some acronym for some type of defense contractor or something, but um, the AI arms are going to search out, eliminate targets without human control are called the third revolution for the battleground after gunpowder and nuclear weapons. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's just hope that this third um, revolution doesn't get with the second revolution because that'll be bad. Hence uh, robot controlled nuclear war. So uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We seem to be heading there like a fucking speeding bullet. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and of course, Ryder Caputo has got to come back with more robot apocalypse news. But, of course. Now it seems like it's, it's the U.S. Uh, looks like Boston Dynamics is teaching robots to fight against humans. Um, 
that doesn't sound any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says they published a new video that shows Spot Mini, the small four-legged robot, successfully opened a door, walked through it, and despite the efforts of a person armed with a hockey stick, who repeatedly tries to impede the robot. So, um, yeah, this this is all good. But I did see there is there was a there was a gifter uh, out there where there, one of these robots. Uh, it fell over when you just take banana peels and put it on a wood floor. Yes. So that is the we, – we will now have to put all wood floors on everything so we can fight against the robots. Arm, um, arm the rebels and, with banana peels, please. Yes. <laughs> we don't need guns, damn it. We use more bananas. <laughs> Quick, to Chiquita. <laughs> they may save the world. <laughs> Them a dole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do, yeah, don't do the uh, bananas. Oh, yeah, they sure do, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're going to get us in a clutch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Woo, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Um, Ryder Kabuto, for your submission. Oh, man, I wish Solbro is or I wish Solbro is here. I, I, wish, uh, I wish Chris is here because this one I'm actually going to dedicate to him. Oh, no. Um, yeah, this is, this is coming from... Um, Yokozuna Bulldozer, and mm-hmm. guess what, man? Guess what toys are back? Oh. Guess what toys are back? New Zoids toy line will launch the first time in 12 years. Yes. Oh, my Say God. it ain't so. Chris, why haven't you reviewed Zoids, man? Why haven't you done it? <laughs> yep. Tomi is going to come out with the first mecha-themed animal toys known as Zords in 12 years. They're going to market the plastic models through the classic Japanese media mix formula of anime, manga, and video games starting in Japan in April and then moving out to the rest of the world. Oh, my God. The 35-year-old toy series will allow the users to assemble plastic parts to create battery-powered robotic dinosaurs, animals, and insects. Oh, man. Um, it looks like the new models are going to be around 3,000 yens, which is what, that's what about 30 bucks, low on 30 yeah, bucks or something about, like that. Yeah. 30 bucks. That's, not, that's not too bad. Yeah, it looks like the new, uh, the new anime is going to kick off in April. So we're, I'm sure we're going to, you guys, we're going to do Zoids. I don't know. Maybe we will now that Chris isn't here. Oh, no. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, I never know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it looks like uh, Tommy said the series had two big booms. You want to know when when, when do you think the big booms were, uh, Silbro? Definitely in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Well, the first one was between 83 and 91, which is a pretty good amount of time, about eight years. They shipped 19 million units in Japan, raking in $39 billion oh, in wow. yen in sales. The second boom was 99 to 2006, and that was $44 billion with about 25 million shipments worldwide. No, when they, that's when they had the one from 99 to 2006. That's not... They had a Zoid series going on at that point, didn't they? I yeah, think. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there you go. Solbro, get your pre-orders in. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Mr. Yokozuna Bulldozer, for your submission. Oh, the next one here comes from our favorite Australian, Bet Noir. Um, and he's got, it looks like, it's coming from Earther.com. In Japan, there's a super monster wolf versus wild boars. And he's doing this as a robot apocalypse news because he's a robotic super monster wolf versus uh, wild boars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it looks like um, now they're fighting it. Now, now, um, 
now robot fighting's in. Um, so patch this with AI. This is just does another thing of failure for us. So thank you, everybody. I, I'm not, I won't. I won't submit. I know you will, Silver Bro. You're, you'll be a robot. I'll, I'll be the first one to submit, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I only can do so much. <laughs> all they have to. All they have to do is walk up and say, "Do you want to play some Dragon Ball Z?" You'll be like, "There you go." Sure. Yo, Dragon Ball yeah, Fighters. Come on. Yo, Dragon I, Ball Fighters. Yeah. I'll, I'll sell it, mankind. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you need to know? <laughs> You so bet. thank you, Mr. Benoir, for your submission. Oh, the last one here comes from Ryder Kabuto. He gave us two Robot Apocalypse news stories, but he comes back with some human resistance news. Great, almost a great balance. And he says here that Admiral Adama would be proud Californians are riding, rising up against autonomous vehicles. This is not the first time San Franciscans has fought the machines in December. The SPCA removed its night scope sentry robot from patrolling after backlash. Uh, most residents merely complained, but one brave resistance fighter put a tarp over it, kicked it over, and put barbecue sauce over it. Really? <laughs> Yo, what? Yeah, I, I do remember this. Yeah, there's some type of, like, um, they're like a roving, um, like a roving, like, uh, closed-circuit camera or something like that. Really? Uh, yeah, and they said, too, in April, a drunk man was arrested when he allegedly attacked and knocked over, I like how he put quotes allegedly, because yes, it's not. How can you actually attack something that, that has no soul? And knocked over a night scope robot in a Silicon Valley. Man had a, uh, he made, he said this man would have made old Colonel Ty proud taking the fight to the fracking toasters. Well, but as you know, in Battlestar Galactica, it turns out Colonel Ty was one of those toasters. Oh my so, gosh. Uh, but uh, thank you. Yes, yes. A uh, lot, a lot of resistance happening in California. Glad, glad to see that there's, um, there's one that's really we need to do against the machines. So, <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of find it funny. It's San Francisco, and you know, the, there's probably like four startups that help make up that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Four poured barbecue sauce on it. That's hilarious. That is the so, best part about that entire yeah. story. <laughs> it's like, what a weapon. <laughs> I would have never guessed. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. So, but thank you everyone for your submissions. And, uh, we'll, um, you know, if you ever have any news that you'd like to submit, just go to the Neos Nistler submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the MechaTalk forum. I think uh, in the near future, the thread is going to be updated a little bit. So I'm going to uh, kind of update it, but I'll let you know. Um, we'll, we'll put the word out on the old Twitter. We'll tweet it away. And um, so, but yeah, so bro, any, anything uh, before we get into our uh, main discussion topic of the night? Oh, for the most part, no, we're ready to go into our discussion. <laughs> About Shar Aznable. I call it the oh. people versus Shar Aznable. It is going to be a red. It's like he's on trial. He's, it's almost he's, like he's on trial. He is on trial indeed, man. He is uh he's caused some shit to happen. <laughs> in in his own series and outside of his series as well. And um oh, most of Ooh, there's gonna be some spoilers in this. I'm I'm, I'm seeing oh. Soul Bro's little rundown. So Sporting. if you don't wanna if if you don't wanna know about anything that's happened in the different iterations of Shar Aznable. Uh, canon and non-canon. <laughs> may want to turn this off right now. You may want to dip. <laughs> yeah, you may, may, may want to look at this at a, some other time in the future. 
Exactly. So, so uh, hey, if anything, uh, most of you guys here are super familiar with the character. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in tonight to the live. Or if you're watch- listening to the uh, archive version on the uh, iTunes feed, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, it's going to be a free-form discussion about Shar Aznable for sure. the most part. Um, we're just going to talk about him uh, and just uh, talk about the character, the impact the character has had. Uh, and talk about some other things, you know, related to the character. Um, you're also gonna, we're also gonna touch upon some of his, uh, some of his, uh, constituents and poor stand-ins and, and the like. So, uh, prepare yourself for uh, that as well. Constituents, more like, um, yeah, more like, uh, characters inspired by, exactly. or inspired to be, or, or someone just flat out based on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. But uh, that's what's up. Yo, Yazi, thank you for sending me the tweets. You know, ironically, I'm only going to be able to read them because uh, my browser's been doing something fucking weird where it doesn't make my mouse disappear sometimes when I'm messing around with Google Chrome. So uh, shout out to Google Chrome for sucking. Anyway, uh, if you guys have any tweets, I'll make sure to read them, but I won't be able to show them on the stream. I am so sorry. I, I can't even see my mouse when I put it over. I, I love Chrome. it. I love it how people are just turning on Google. Yeah. There, used to be a point, there used to be a point where everybody loved Google. And now it's it, all I ever hear is God, Chrome sucks ass. <laughs> exactly, it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a nightmare to use this recently. But uh, getting to our topic, um, mm-hmm. as most of you guys know, you're you all are pretty familiar with Shar Aznable. For the most part, for those who aren't, um, he was introduced in the original Mobile Suit Gundam series that premiered in 1979, um, many many years ago, uh, almost 40 at this point. It'll be 40 years next year. Pretty surprising. Um, mm-hmm. And he was introduced as the iconic red rival to the main character, Amaro um, Ray. Uh, I won't run down the whole history of them, but uh, shit did not go down well between the two of them in Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, they both adored uh, a woman by the name of Lala Soon, who had a connection to both of them. Uh, and Amaro in a very strange way, and Shara in a more conventional way. But um, she uh, died tragically because of their actions. And as a result, her death would haunt them for the rest of their lives. Um, they found an uh, uneasy truce in the later series, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, which is uh, one of my favorite Gundam series of all time. Um, and it was cool to see both Amaro and Shara work together as Shara is fighting uh, to kind of remove himself from his own past. But he learns in the series that he can't hide from his past anymore. And he has to face up to it and embrace it. And use it in order to better the lives of space noids everywhere. And then, of course, uh, shit goes south, and Char almost gets killed at the end of double at, at the end of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. So much so that he kind of goes uh, underground throughout the fo- follow-up series, which is Mobile Suit uh, Double Zeta Gundam. Um, fast well, no, forward. he shows up. He shows up in the opening. Oh, of course. <laughs> Shows up just screaming, screaming, screaming silently. And he shows up, and he shows up, I believe, when Haman has a flashback or she. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Double Zeta in a while. She, I think she's in an elevator or something. She either has a, she sees either has a flashback or, yeah, yeah, it's a sports ghost. She has a vision of him and it's like he's standing there with her in the elevator and that's about says the- nothing yeah there is a, a, a curious curiously enough there is a guy that shows up in double zeta in the episode where they're on earth and they go to um the desert city or the desert place and he looks like Shar. it's like a guy that looks like Shar. i don't think he's voiced by akeda but every- when when i saw this character it's like man this guy this guy actually looks like Shar hasn't a little bit but um he really didn't amount to much yeah but tamino does that though i mean yeah yeah he got six armors Armoro and Shar showed up in Deon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shar's on a poster, and Armoro is like, uh, he's like 
one of the colonists or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, he does that so. at times. Yeah, he does that at times. So sure, yeah, he, he he pops up in some no, weird Tomino, ways. No, Tomino does weird Tomino, stuff like that. yeah. Tomino does the weird stuff like that to kind of link the series, even though they're not really linked uh, canonically. But uh, eventually, you fast forward to uh, Universal Century 0093, and you get uh, Shars Counterattack, which was the uh, first uh, an- original animated movie in the Gundam franchise. You did have the movies that recapped the original Mobile Suit Gundam TV series, but of course, they're based on the TV series. But this was the first of uh, of those series. Um, Man, it looks first good. Original, and it, it looks gorgeous to this <laughs> oh, day. Jeez, um, it looks good. <laughs> at, as we mentioned, it just turned 30 years old. It released in Japan on March the 12th, 1988. And when I uh, I got hit with the the tweet about him about that movie uh, being 30 years old, it made me feel like a grandfather. <laughs> Because it's like, man, I've always heard of this movie, and then I finally got to see it in the early 2000s, and it feels like it's been with me my whole life, and it made me think back to when I first got introduced to Char Aznable, and uh, I wanted to, uh, if you guys are watching this, if those who are watching the stream, here's a page from a book called um, Robotech Art 1. In 1988, I was given a copy of this book. And in the book, it, it showed um, images from all sorts of different animes that kind of led to Macross and to other uh, series that uh, comprised Robotech. And one of the pictures they showed was of Char Aznable from the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. Uh, if I can blow this up a little bit, uh, the caption here says, oh, there we go. Uh, caption here says Shar Aznable, the charismatic red, and they spell his name correctly, which is surprising because I've seen his name spelled all sorts of different ways. But this is back in like the '80s. But they wrote Shar Aznable, the the charismatic red Baron villain in the mo- in Mobile Sweet Gundam. <laughs> This 1979 television serial from Nippon. Yeah, Shar Aznable, right? But Mobile Sweet. Yeah, Mobile Sweet. <laughs> Nippon Sunrise went on to inspire three feature film conventions as well as the sequel series Zeta Gundam. So in this paragraph, I got, I got introduced for the first time to Gundam, period. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who this character was. I must have been maybe like 11 years old when I flipped through this book for the first time. But the character definitely stood out on the page. And then it wouldn't be until at least 12 years later that I would finally get to be formally introduced to him in the original series of Mobile Suit Gundam when it aired on Toonami. Uh, ever since then, the character has stuck with me. Um, I've come to realize his impact on all sorts of uh, fiction that I've enjoyed, even in gaming. Um, the concept of the Red Rival runs throughout all sorts of games. Uh, and the Master Rival as well. More so uh, than the Red Rival, the Master Rival uh, definitely perpetuated. Uh, as Yazi brought up in the chat earlier, the Master Rival, you could probably say, was actually brought up initially in anime in Speed Racer with Racer X. But um, Shard definitely took that concept and ran with it. And um, I'm going to go ahead and ask Neo a question. And that is, uh, when were you first introduced to Shard Aznable? Oh, um, well, I was introduced to him when I was pretty young, but I didn't realize it till much later. Um, and it's just why well, I used to go to this when I was growing up. I used to, do, I used to read a lot of comics and I used to go to the comic book store um, and there was a very small section of, of um, Japanese, um, Japanese movies and stuff. A lot of it was, some of it was anime, and of course it was all your classics of like Akira and then just all your, you know, very bloody uh, 80s anime. And then of course like Ultraman, because I was like so huge into Ultraman oh, as yeah. a kid. And, um, you know, things like that. And there was always this red little uh, figure 
that was it was probably maybe maybe a three or four inch figure and it was just it was they had it there they had it there you could buy and then the guy had it like behind their cash register and it was a figure of char but i didn't know what it was until much later until um you know i got introduced to gundam too so um i kind of saw him really young i was probably maybe around that age like you said maybe 10, maybe nine or ten because um but uh i didn't really know until much later until really um i would get it here and there but you know back when you know we, 90s and stuff it you you really didn't get too much of a lot of stuff like you do now and mobile suit gundam you know as it slowly came that's when i got introduced when i you know i first saw that but um yeah, so it's it's kind of one of those weird things. It's like I knew it, but it had such an impression because every time I looked down, I was like, that's the coolest freaking character. I didn't know what it was. I never really asked, I don't think. I just kind of looked at it, and I, I didn't know and because uh, it was all in Japanese. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, um, yeah, and um, then, of course, you get introduced to him, and it's like, oh, crap. I mean, I still remember when on uh, Adult Swim they made a big deal about the debut of Shars Counterattack. Yes, on that Sunday night, it's like, <laughs> and they're showing this thing. I'm like, holy shit, is this how this thing's really gonna look? And you're just sitting there, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen because <laughs> just everything's there. I mean, because it's such a, it it's so beautifully done and it's so well animated. It's it's like watching Do You Remember Love. I mean, you just sit there and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this was made. How long? I mean, Char's counterattack was much newer than uh, Do You Remember Love? But still, it, it made an impact. And, yeah, I know that he's, you know, based on a lot of probably previous characters from literature and things like that. You know, he's the fallen prince and, you know, the revenge and, you know, and, and probably taken from a lot of Shakespeare and things like yeah. that. Yeah, man, but, Iron Mask and all these uh, Count of Monte yeah. Cristo shit like that. I'm sure uh, his mystique borrows from all those those literally literary liter, literary classics. But it's amazing how impactful this character was, not only in Japan but I think throughout the world. Because when you start finding out, um, you know, other uh, you know other countries and stuff, even people in the United States you know, know about, or they were influenced by these things. I mean, it's just such, um, you know, it, 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 it's pretty amazing to think because in a lot of ways, especially in Mobile Suit Gundam, I mean, there's a part in First Gundam that he's gone for, what, about 10 episodes or something like that? Yeah, a good stretch. It's like in the late, as after, after, um, right after, after he kills Garma. After he yeah. kills Garma, and then he has that one episode, and then he's gone for a good stretch until like the late 20s he comes back. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I think that's what makes it even more crazy is because this is a guy that wasn't even in every episode, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, you know, we got to look at what First Gundam was. It's a product of its time. Yes, it's really the first real robot and started kind of the revolution. I know there was some other ones that could be before it, but, um, you know, it's really thought of as being the what the genesis is. But it's still, you know, they still had... Tomino still had kind of that, you know, monster of the week and, you know, the recurring villains and stuff. But, um, you know, that just didn't happen in there. And he's just, 
he's responsible for a lot of the cool stuff that makes Gundam cool. And, um, um, you know, so, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's it. And of course, when you hear him in Japanese yes. with a K, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> this is, the, it's like, I've always, I always made the thing. If they, I always made the joke, if they ever made a live action Gundam that like everybody else could speak in English, but he had to be voiced by Akeda. Yes. <laughs> it could have been it could have been um it could have been played by anybody else, but Akeda's just dubbing it because that voice and it, it's weird because that voice is just it, it fits it fits the way they they do the character, the way the character's written. I mean, it, you know, you always hear, oh well the voice fit the character, but this one, it's just, um, it's so, and I mean, some of the English guys aren't bad. Some yeah. of the English actors aren't too bad, but I mean, just hearing him in that, uh, it's just, man, holy shit. Yeah, so yeah. you don't even know Japanese and you're sitting there going, holy crap. He just told Dharma, you know, you know, forgive the, the, what is it? The, um, blame this on the misfortune thing, of the your birth. Of birth. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> God damn. That's some cold shit to say. It yeah, really so is. Smooth. It's so smooth, so but um, and I think what makes as you go into Gundam and Sobro probably get into this too is, mm. and you mentioned it earlier, is what's great about this character is he ended up being different things throughout um, the times he showed up in the shows, and even when he shows up in like some of the side stories and stuff, yeah, he's different. I mean, you know, we always made the joke in Zeta, he's hippie char. <laughs> you know, he's, he's he's basically hiding. He he's he's the best damn pilot the AU has. Yep. But he's so modest, which is so much different than Char as with Zeon, who was like, "Yeah, I'm the shit. I'm so good. I won't even wear a freaking normal suit." He's wearing a normal suit mm-hmm. <laughs> in Zeta. Like in Zeta. Yeah, <laughs> he learned his lesson. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. And of course, you know, is reluctantly has to take the, um, you know, take the try to take the mantle of his father and things like that. And then, of course, we see him, and um, we don't really see him in Double Zeta, and that's because I think he was originally those stories originally supposed to be in it. But then Charles Counterattack got greenlit as a movie, and uh, which I think it was supposed to be a series to begin with, wasn't it, or something like yeah, that? I, from but we got Greenland as a movie, so they decided not to bring in him, bring him into Double Zeta, which, you know, that that's fine. And then in Double Zeta, or in uh, Shark's Counterattack, damn, he's, uh, damn, he's freaking cool. In <laughs> Shark's Counterattack, <laughs> I'm going to do some <laughs> evil things today. Art Rose, like, God damn, you're cheering for Shark. <laughs> It just—it goes to show how uh, just how much of a uh, a charmer he is, and how how good is he, he is at manipulating people. Um, he kind of he, he kind of laid back on that in Zeta, where he was just trying to he was trying to live honest by living a lie, which is kind of a, a weird contradiction, but it works for yeah. the character. Uh, I love Quattro Bergina. I know some people you know don't find his character as Quattro to be as compelling as maybe when he was Shar in the in 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 the One Year War or when he's in Shar as a counterattack. But to me, Quattro is my favorite my favorite Shar of all time. <laughs> Literally, a yeah, Char. he's a. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a shar. He's li- absolutely well. He's well, technically he's not a shar, but he is a shar. God damn it! 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, props to our boy Not Shar on Twitter. Not underscore Shar on Twitter. Happy birthday to you, Austin. I wanted uh, to throw that out there. I should have said that earlier, but props to you, sir, uh, for which as, as much as, but um, and and, mm-hmm. and I, I get you on the thing with Quattro. As much as I do love Quattro, because it's it's a very unique thing for a franchise like this. And of course, when they made Zeta, it wasn't Gundam wasn't the franchise that it is now. I mean, no. Zeta was it was the the sequel, and they, they probably didn't even know if they were gonna, even going to have anything after that. Um, so it was a little bit different. But the fact that Tamino was able to make him now basically with the good guys, mm-hmm. um, you don't see that much in, in in stories like this. You don't see it in a lot of stories where. Um, you know the the guy that was the heavy now all of a sudden is the you know with the quote unquote good guys and, and and trying to fight the good fight there and i think it um and of course you can tell he's just a haunted man from the one year war cuz he did he experienced and did some heinous shit he did do so. some shit he killed civilians uh as we saw oh. in gun on the origin um, he killed a lot of people to get his revenge on the zombies, man. And uh, some of those people were just bystanders or are or, or, or complicit. But still, you know, he had to take a lot of lives to get where he was. I'm sure that the death of Garmo also haunted him, too, because he had to pretend yeah. to be his friend. And I think at some level he was his friend, but he knew he was a means to an end. And, um, you know, when it came yeah, to he liked, him. You could tell he liked Garmo. Yeah. You could tell. In, in, in both, not only the origin, but in actual first Gundam you can um you can see that he he liked he liked Garma. Even he, if he, t- he, did, he didn't want to, mm-hmm. but he did. Even then you could see And he felt sorry for him. And he felt sorry for him because he knew Garma couldn't he was gonna just get eaten alive by his own family. Back when we so. back when we saw Garma get killed, we didn't realize he'd already done that to someone else. And that's when he actually killed or set up the death of the real Shar Aznable way back in Gun of the Origin. He kind of, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he set him up to be the fall guy for him so that way he can actually take his identity and uh, enter into Xeon Academy to become a, a soldier there and uh, sneak his way in the back door to hopefully enact his revenge, which he inevitably does. But um, just to see that he had to kind of just be cutthroat the entire time during Mobile Suit Gundam is quite the contrast to how he is in... Uh, Zeta Gundam, where he actually, you know, has uh, comp- com- compatriots in the form of Opoly and Roberto, uh, who he met uh, in between Zeta and Mobile Suit Gundam, um, and how he was—he was tight with them. He was really tight with them, and when uh, and when, they know who he is. And that, they know who he that, was. That, yeah. That's that's even the funniest thing. It's like he's the worst kept secret that he's Shar. Mm-hmm. Like the, he just—it was the thing of like just hide in plain sight almost. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, everybody else that couldn't really put it together, and then it's like, but the way Opoly and Roberto talked to him, they still call them captain, they still call them all this stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, because they had no ranks in the AU, really. I mean, except for Bright. Um, but, um, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting, so... Yeah, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, just to see the contrast of character there, but to know he's still haunted by his past is what makes Quatcha so interesting to me. But it also makes it interesting to me about what he experiences at the end of the series that would propel him to actually to enter in Neo Zeon after he had resisted it for so long to take the reins of that shit after uh, 
Haman had been killed at the end of Double Zeta and to take the, the pretty much the reins of the organization and to use it to his own wills. Um, I, it, as we mentioned earlier, he was haunted by Lala. And I know Lala is not your most, not, it's probably your least favorite character in all the Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, well, no, I mean, no, there, believe me, there's, oh, in Mobile Suit Gundam. In, 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 uh, in visual MSG, yeah. <laughs> you dislike her like nah. I dislike Quest. <laughs> oh. Oh, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do the entirety of of Universal Century, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I don't hate. No, I well, don't. There's worse people. Uh, in, yeah. Then then. I, yeah. I, no. Nah. I mean. Well, I, and I. I. You know. Yes. I don't like her, but the thing is, is um, I. I un, at least I understand what she was. I mean, I understand what the character was to both her and Armro. Even though I always felt she was. She manipulated the shit out of both of them. Oh, absolutely. So. Especially in Shara's counterattack. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Bow. He says, Quest, Quest, it's time to hate all Quest. Yes, sir. No, not, not right now. But <laughs> This is not the Quest hate show. It's about Shara. We don't have to hate on Quest. Yeah. But she was misunderstood. She did have an impact on them, uh, something that uh, continued to haunt them throughout their lives, both him and Amaro Ray. Uh, I think his uh, his his relationship, uh, it, to put it in a in a sense, with Amaro Ray is super interesting too, because there's a moment where they find common ground, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and it, it doesn't last very long. But those no. are some, those are some of my favorite episodes in Zeta, where they kind of uh, set aside their differences to kind of help. Uh, the common good, and you can see that there's still a distance between them, but um, for the most part, uh, just to see them interact, to have a drink together, and then to see them interact later on in that, in that series when they're, uh, I think, in Nepal, I think, where they're dealing with the Psycho Gundam in, uh, in 4 mm-hmm. and having to work together there. It, it's super cool. I, I, I kind of wish that they ended up continuing to work with each other, because uh, I think they make a pretty kick-ass team, but it's just that, that divide between them because of Lala, um and the the ripple the ripple effect uh of that you know that brings him to a head a few years later in Shar's counterattack and uh the fact that he is he he is trying to propel mankind off of earth uh with the with the altruistic reason of saying that we need to advance as as a race and and leave the planet and he's trying to force uh mankind's hand it's all all bullshit <laughs> yeah it's all bullshit in the end because he just wants to uh to put Amaro on the back foot and, and and finally face off with him in a in a in a in a knockdown drag out fight uh in order to settle the score with him because of the old beef from the one year war when when uh Lala was killed by Amaro by accident uh defending Shore and uh those those wounds are still raw uh, I love the fact that the movie does bring that up uh throughout uh as a part of the main plot line I'm I'm mad at Shore for bringing this shit up again because he shouldn't be doing this <laughs> <laughs> not, yeah. not not for this weak ass reason, but I can understand some of his motivations. Why? Because it's it's not as cut and dry as you think. It just happens to be coincidentally a part of what he's doing anyway. And he knows that him and Amaro Ray are destined to fight, so he's come to accept that shit. While Amaro is still, you know, kind of just being a moody bastard. <laughs> and uh, well, it, it's also funny. It tells you how like bad the Titans were. Yeah, that these guys could put away all their stuff to fight against the titans it's like damn these guys were really bad <laughs> <laughs> they were awful they were awful if you got a- those two guys to to be civil to each other mm-hmm. damn man you know that so. basically were up against satan and that's what made them get that's what made them work together much. it's like well, there's people worse than us all right then <laughs> so. 
But yeah, man, uh, what is your favorite version of Char? Is it uh, is it the original Mobile Suit Gundam? It's got or... yeah. I, I mean, I love Quattro, but God damn, he's he's so good. <laughs> as original Char as well, and especially when you watch him when they do it in the movie trilogy, mm-hmm. the way he's really because you don't see you don't feel as much of the impact of him being gone in the movie trilogy as you do in the um in the series yeah but um because yeah he was technically on the bad side because i guess you're gonna say the zeon were bad and the federation are good except you know a lot of people think the zeon are were the good guys and the federation were the but i mean that's the way it's kind of depicted but his motivate when you find out his motivation it's like wow this guy was in it to win it man like you 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 gotta the discipline and the fact that he just was consumed by so much hatred of these people and he damn he he's got some good lines in there yeah there there was only one person he would not be willing to sacrifice and that would be sailor but anybody else was on the table man from the guy who gave him his mask to uh to the real charasnable to garma (laughs) everyone yeah i served up yeah and and it's just um you know he's he's really that you know the justified antagonist i mean you 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 know like like everybody we'll just bring it into the black panther yeah black panther freaking killmonger Killmonger. everybody's everybody's like was he really the villain no he wasn't really the villain in a lot of ways he was kind of right that's Char. <laughs> Char, Char just did it forty years earlier. Was he uh, right though? Do you feel that he was in the right at the end of the day, or do you feel was it worth all the bloodshed at the end of the day to get what he yes, wanted? Yes, because he had he had nothing. Yeah, and I think that I think that that's what you got to look at. I think that yes, it's he was basically apocalyptic, and he just said screw it. It, it. It's it's scorched earth policy. Yeah, but what else did he have? He had Sela, but he, she was doing her own thing, and he just, he was just consumed because, in a lot of ways, he was right. Those were bad people. The zombies did not need to live. Yeah, that's true. Um, they did not need to live. None of them needed to live. And I mean, even Dagwin, even you know, he gets his last moment of clarity, but even then, but um, yeah, I don't. He's not. We've seen it before. Well, like you said, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, I mean, he kind of did the same thing. He did. I mean, he didn't have the. He didn't. He wasn't as you know. Didn't have the body count, but he did kill some people that uh that that didn't have it coming yeah. though. And and that yeah. was that was that's the part of the price of revenge is that there's going to be and he uh, collateral damage. And he understood mm-hmm. the new types, and at least he was trying to save the he because he knew. There was nothing good coming out of um, the Zeon doing experiment with the new types, yeah. and he knew the same thing was going to happen with the Federation. So, yeah, I, I think he was. I mean, body counts deep, but you know, hey, what you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, uh, if anything, I'm going to throw a curveball at you then. Um, being, um, that we're on the, uh, being that we're on the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam and we're talking about that version of Char, which Char do you like better? Which I'm, which I'm super excited because I finally got off my butt and getting the Blu-rays. Oh, and they'll be here tomorrow. Nice. So I, I, I finally, I, I'm like super excited to 
watch first Gundam again because I haven't seen it in a while. And, and then I'm like, the Blu-rays. I'm like, hell yeah. So but <laughs> it's, I, I'm ready. Well, welcome. I to may the be team. Rusty, Welcome to the yeah. club, man. It's, it's good to have you on board. But uh, out of the uh, the different shards from the Mobile Suit Gundam era, what is the dopest shard? The shard from the uh, TV series and the movie movies, or the shard from the novel? Well, the one from the novel. I mean, if you're doing dope and like um, just kind of is master of everything, you know, and, and kind of is the the simple evil genius. Yeah. Um, the novel, he's pretty He's kind of the simple evil genius in there, even though he is a lot of it in the show. Yeah. But I think in the novel, just like any book, because the medium, you're able to get more of the inner workings and more of their motivations. And of course, that's a different thing because in the end, he ends up being the survivor and kind of the hero. <laughs> Yeah, um, I he's got, a savior of the Federation. Cause, so cause not only in the novel does he sort things out with the white base crew, he kills Amaro. Yeah, <laughs> he defeats Amaro, and granted, he regrets doing it. Like at the end when it happens, which you know, which I always felt, mm-hmm. even in the show, that's where Tamino was still held back from the old good versus evil thing because. If you really think about it, Char was the better pilot than Armro. Even when Armro was full new type, because Char was always in an inferior suit, even to the point of he was even in the Jiang. The Jiang was, you know, a big, but he almost got him in that. He got Armro onto a one-on-one battle. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, he won that battle. He got him in there because, you know, he he because um, he. What he stabbed Armor with the freaking with the sword. I mean, he beat up. He beat the crap out of Armor. If did. you really think about he it, he did. I, I forget that he didn't do the killing blow. Shout out to Yazi and Dreamy Robot. They did bring up that it, it, Amuro died by accident in the long run. It was the subordinate yeah. who killed Amuro, but it led up to that point, and uh, they they were fighting. They were they were fighting pretty uh, pretty viciously against each other. Amuro ends up dead as a result. So I I guess. In the end, Shar can't take all the credit because at the point that Amuro died, I don't think he wanted to kill him. But uh, at the end of the day, Amuro died as a result, so he no longer. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, it was one of those. Um, those new type wingmen he had. Yeah. And then, but yeah, but in the in in Mobile Suit Gundam, he always should have he should have beat Amuro, and that's the funny thing is like you well yeah Amuro was a great pilot, but mm-hmm. he could never beat, and I think that's why that's really Shar's bi- or Amuro's big thing against him. Yeah, the Lala thing was in there, but I think his biggest thing was you know Amuro had so much success about with everybody, but he couldn't beat Shar. Yeah, I mean, for how long did he fight Shar in the freaking Zaku too? So. I mean, come on, man. For quite some time, and he, and he had the better suit at the time too. Although Amuro yeah. was learning how to pilot it, so I, 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 I will give him, I'll give him that. Amuro was like he wasn't as as well trained as Shar was because Shar was part of the uh, the team that was testing the the the, the mobile suit. Yeah, he the was. Time, so. Yeah, he was. He was well trained, but he was also he had skills, man. Like you know, you can be part of the team and and be well trained, but he had the skills. So, yeah. but um, yeah, I think that might be. I, I like I like his version in the novel because yeah he does um, get with um, the white base and then he he just goes like systematically goes murders all the zombies. <laughs> <laughs> 
the way he Pretty takes much. out Casilia is oh my god <laughs> if you guys have not read the mobile suit of the novel please please read that shit it, it's not canon it's definitely an enjoyable read if you like to wa- read, watching the original series in any way shape or form and if there's a zombie I like it's Cassilia and she's even she's even better in the book mm-hmm. but damn the way she got taken I was like you know shit I gotta <laughs> give it to my man here so <laughs> But um, oh, all right, bodied her. But yeah, I gotta say the novel version of Shar, uh, the resolution at the end of the book, I thought was uh was really solid. How he ended up uh taking out the zombies and ended up uh, taking his birthright at the end of the day. So um, I think it was uh, Yo Yazi says Shar with the literal money shot with Cassilia's death. Oh, what he well, of course in the TV show, I, I still think that's a pretty cool assassination of Cassilia. Also in uh, oh, and, shot her uh, head off, uh, shot her yeah. head off with a rocket launcher. Yo, that's cold as fuck. <laughs> Yeah. He saluted her too. He did. <laughs> he saluted her ass. So he was—he was still being respectful. Oh, sorry, Admiral. I gotta, you know, give me, give, give you your respect. Oh, she just shot your, just shot your head off. So your aunt said splat. That is all. <laughs> when she, when she got, when she got, uh, pretty much dropped from his Zaku two in the manga. When no, it wasn't the Zaku two, the uh, mobile suit he was using. In the uh, in the in the book, it was the Gundam. Yeah. Oh, it was the Gundam. That's right. okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's where the red Gundam came from. Man. Oh yeah. The, for the longest time, when those models, why is there a red RX seventy eight? I always wanted to see that enacted in one of the animated animated series, but uh, we never got that. Uh, unfortunately, it's in one of the games, though. I believe, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I believe. It's I think actually, it's in Garen's Greed, it's right? Garen's Garen's uh, Garen's Ambition. Yeah, Garen's Garen's Ambition. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was called. It's actually in there, yeah. And uh, props to Robert Mallard. He says that Origin Shar is the best Shar. I I would say that, to me, Origin acts as an addendum to the original series. Um, Well, at least the OVA does right now. It serves the purpose of kind of giving the backstory for Shar. So I don't know how far they're going to take Origin in animated form, but they'll probably stop when they get to... uh, the incident on side seven, I I believe at that point they're not gonna they're not gonna take it further like the movie did, yeah. So if if anything, it serves as kind of a prequel to the movies and to the original TV show. And if so, I I love that idea that they're going to add to his canon with the uh, origin because it's definitely worthy of it. To get his to get insight yeah. on his character and that, I think served the character really well. But um, I, we should definitely touch upon uh, was it Gundam Sosei? With uh, yeah. with 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 our boy Suichi Ikeda. <laughs> no, wait. I think I th- no. He used I, and I haven't read the book in a long, long time. Yeah, but I do believe he has. He uses a Gundam at the end of the book. Yes, you're right. He does have a Rick uh, uh, Yazi. He does have a Rick Dome because he doesn't. There's no Gelgug in that at all. Yeah, it's been but it's I, been ten years since does, I read the book, so I, I, I yeah, some of the details thought, are really fuzzy for me. I thought he had the RX seventy eight in there, mm-hmm. so I don't know, and I'd have to, I'd have to check. I mean, I, I really would, but I I believed he because um, it was another ver- Well, was it the G three? Is didn't it become the G three or something like that? Because I know Amuro 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 blew up. Yeah, he blew up the seventy eight. Then he got the G three, and then he that's what he got killed in was the G three. Yeah, yeah. And that's always funny too, because the RX seventy eight was gray in that whole thing. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a super robot show. Um, but um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. And we could be wrong too, Yazi. But I do. I thought he did have a Gundam at the end. I thought he did because I know he had the Rick Dome. 
And he had the Rook Dome for like most of the book, I believe. Yeah, I've always thought that the I've always thought that the Red RX seventy eight came from the book initially, and then um and then it, then it showed up in uh, Garrett's Greed. Yeah, Garrett's but... Greed, yeah, I think that's what showed up after. Uh, oh well, afterwards. we'll move on. We're, we'll that. we'll be wrong. Some somebody will correct us. Yeah, please please so... feel free to tear us up on Twitter. <laughs> Well, you don't have to tear us up. You, <laughs> you can just to, correct just us. Be, just be cool. Just be cool. That, we we, we have no problem being wrong. That's so right. we, it's, it, we don't need to get in a Twitter battle. We've been called hack frauds before, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can't remember everything. I'm not uh, I'm not Parzival. Hey, man, you know, I, I can't remember everything that happens. Look, man, we don't fact check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, my God. But you'll, um, but think, as, uh, do you want to move on a little bit, Silbro? Yeah. Um, I, um, I do want to give a, a a big old shout out to Suichi Ikeda, as you guys meant, as oh, we yeah. mentioned earlier. He's been the longtime voice of uh, of Shar Aznable, uh throughout the decades, and um, there's a spotlight on him in a manga that we've reviewed on Gundam called uh, Gundam Sose, uh, which is chronicles the behind the scenes of Mobile Suit Gundam when it was in production. It, it, it's not an accurate representation of what really happened, but it's a comedic representation of what really happened behind the scenes on Mobile Suit Gundam. If you guys have never read the manga, there's translations out there for it. You can find them uh, if you look in certain places on the internet. But um, there's a very comedic representation of Suichi Ikeda, who is pretty much a drunk. <laughs> but when he gets on the mic, he pretty much becomes Char, and you see him transform into Char, literally, when he's doing his voice lines. For Mobile Suit Gundam, and it was just a, it was, it was such a trip to, to just to read how his character was depicted in the manga, and um, you guys should definitely hunt that down and check that out. But um, in the English dub, he was also voiced uh, initially by Stephen Bloom, who uh, called himself uh, David Lucas back in the day as an alias in the Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy when it was dubbed by uh, Anime Village, if I recall. That was uh, Bandai's yeah. label when they were releasing their uh, uh, their animes on uh, on those big old white tape cases uh, mm -hmm. for, for videotape. And then later on, Michael Kofska voiced him in the Mobile Suit Gundam TV series. Probably my favorite voice of uh, uh, Char uh, in English for the most part. He really did a great job. Also voiced him in Char's Counterattack as well. Uh, Tom Edwards yeah. voiced uh, him as Quattro Regina in Zeta Gundam because they went from uh, ocean to uh, blue water to do the dub for Zeta, so they couldn't get uh, Michael Kofska back for that reason. And then, of course, in uh, Gun of the Origin, he's voiced both by both Karen Strassman as a young boy and Keith Silverstein as a teen and an adult in the in, in that series. I, I kind of like him in Origin. I, I, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't have to, I don't really have a problem with any of the versions mm -hmm. of the people that do, of the English actors that do them. I think maybe if I'm going to be part more partial for the TV shows, I think it might be uh, the first Gundam, mm -hmm. Michael Cospa, because I think just because you hear more of him, you got you got used to it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I don't mind him in the in the origin. I thought at first I wasn't going to like it, but then um, you know. But once again, like I said, if it could just be Akeda, and we need to, and and Japan needs to have Akeda. Uh, they need to record all his yeah. <laughs> every word, every word that you could ever say. So even when Okada passes, they can still just use him. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's the way I would do it. He's a national treasure, he's Japan. A, he's a national to him and uh, Wakamoto. Those two guys, holy yeah. shit! All oh, those guys are fucking amazing. 
Um, I will say that um, Michael Koska has probably voiced him the most, not just because of the TV show, but games. There's been a lot of Gundam games yeah, that came out right. in the mid-2000s, yeah. and he was his voice in almost every one of them, including Gundam vs. Zeta Gundam, where you got hit to hear Koska actually voice Quattro Vegeta in that game. So that was really cool to see him, at least in some way, shape, or form, voice the character. But um, if anything, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've liked most of Char's voices in that. I even like Tom Edwards. I know some people don't like the dub for Zeta. It grew on me. It's the worst of all. It's the worst. Well, maybe, yeah, it's not a great one. Maybe the movie trilogy is the worst dub out of all of them. But uh, Zeta doesn't have a very strong dub. It gets better towards the end of it. But uh, it takes a while before they I, I think the movie. The I, think, I think the issue with the movie trilogy is just that I don't think it was recorded very well. No. <laughs> like, it, it just... <laughs> That that's what I kind of get with it is it just wasn't recorded very well so, um, yeah but yeah I'm with you yeah the Zeta one you, you, when you go back and watch it you're like ooh those first like four or five episodes you're like mm, okay but then it kind of grows on you so but yeah man um I'll, before we round out this topic I'm gonna I'm gonna check those tweets and see what you guys have said but oh, I, I wanted I wanted to quiz Neo. On uh, mm. some of the people who've tried to fill Shar's shoes metaphysically oh, man. in other Gundam series since his inception, um, oh, we're going to run down the line, and Neil can give him a rating one through five uh, of what he thinks. One, one through five comments. One through five comments, uh, or, or the rare zero. Uh, one through five. Zero, the rare, the rare zero. <laughs> co- the rare zero comments. Uh, I'll allow you to give uh, a golden. And, if I give, if I give a zero comment. Comet, Red Comet, um, they'll just blame Chris because no. just like they blame him on Prince of Darkness. It will, <laughs> it like, won't. I, never <laughs> I never gave the up. I never gave the rating. <laughs> it, it won't be. It won't be a. It won't be a zero comet. It'll be a golden toilet bowl that you can give okay. one one of these characters only one. So um, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you be the decider okay. of that. Uh, use it wisely. Here we go. Uh, Johnny Ridden from um, the MSV. Uh, and, and all sorts of different uh, materials. Yeah. I think he's got a baseline, like three stars, maybe? Uh, three three comments, maybe? I mean, he's not... Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. It's like, I think in some versions of him, he's below three. I, I, I'm good with that. I, I'd say three. Right. He's middle of the road. I, I think I think fans give him more, or more crazy about him than, like, you know, really Sunrise or Bandai or anybody. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like... Um, he does have kind of a cool name. I mean, he has a he has a probably like the second best nickname, man. Crimson Lightning Crimson is pretty Lightning. cool. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I, I gotta say, I do I do like that. It's like, well, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> keep going because there's another guy that has a pretty good one. There's another guy that's got a pretty good one too. So okay, keep going. We'll, I, we'll I, would, keep... I would say Johnny Ridden is a red rival. There's uh, different categories there: either mass rival, red oh, rival, or poor stand-in. But I would stand-ins. say he's definitely he's a, a red, red rival. rival. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, okay. I get, I get what we're doing. I now, get what we're doing. Now we have next up is Anaval Gato from 0083. Uh, how many comments, man? How many comments? I think this is a stretch. I. I think he's an other masked guy, even though he wasn't really masked mm-hmm. for, <laughs> for most of it. Um, in terms of if we're rating him on what he is, how, his sharpness, mm-hmm. I actually say he's probably like a two, only because 
I don't think he was really meant to be Char. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. got he's Char like in some ways, and even his he's drawn a little bit like him. Yeah. But I think they weren't really trying to do a Char in there or or, or that type of uh, they were trying to do a different type of villain, I think. So I'm gonna say two comments. So and and that's got nothing to do because our rating is their Shariness is what we're rating pretty much, right? How much yeah. of a Char they are. How much of a Char they are, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd yeah. say other mask guy um and a two on his sharpness because I just don't think he was really intended to be that way. True. So the shadow I don't know. Maybe maybe you think differently. So no, no, I, I I feel you on that one. I think a two is fair. Yeah. for him, especially since he kind of takes a hit with the uh, way the storyline goes towards the end of the series, and they're all they're, yeah because of that bullshit at the end. It's like, well, you lost some yeah. of your coolness, Gato. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yazi says Gato had charisma, but that's about it. Although I'd give him an extra point five rating for trash talking to Ko. Don't salute me. Oh, yeah. I'm your enemy. That is his coolest moment. I got it. That say. is probably one of his best. Yeah, that, that is, is one of his that best. That is one lines. of his best lines for real. But uh, next up is uh, a, 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 a sure fan favorite. This guy was pretty much the stand-in for Char in Double yeah. Zeta since Char didn't show up in Double Zeta, unfortunately. Glemmy Toto. Oh, what is what does he get, bro? <laughs> well, I gotta say he's he's he gets a he gets um he's a poor stand-in. He's a poor because. He he is. I don't hate on I don't hate on him, but mm-hmm. I just you could tell he was just like we need a guy that's going to be in a red suit, <laughs> in a red <laughs> uniform, and uh, I guess maybe he's more of a red rival, poor standing. He's a poor he's a poor red rival. Yeah. I think if we're going to kind of do do it that You'll way, merge the and, two a little bit. And... Nope. Yeah, because because I think that's what he was, and I think on his shariness. I'm going to say a two, but not for the same reason that Agato was a two. Glemmy just was trying to be Char, but it was a little, it, it almost felt like a caricature of Char a little bit. But then he did stuff that I don't think Char would have done, especially with the, the blues. So. Yeah, he, uh, he made some serious mistakes, and he was just plain awful as far as I'm concerned. Trash, yeah, he wasn't that great. Trash I mean, he's, he's worse. There, are, there is worse, and I know there should be worse oh, coming. Oh, there is. Uh, <laughs> now, now, some may argue about this character, but I, I picked him because of his, uh, his, his, uh, his position in the military is kind of akin to where Char was in Char's counterattack, and that's Corozo Iron Mask Rona. Uh, being Boo. that he does wear a mask uh, in F91, for those that don't know, got him F91. He gets a one? <laughs> he gets he gets one in shariness because outside of having a mask, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he exhibits nothing because he's such a whiny bitch. I mean, he is such a whiny little bitch. I mean... You got to give Char this. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of heinous crap happen to him, but he didn't whine about it. Like he had his family taken away, and you know, and and his power and stuff, and you know. But Iron Mask was such a crying bitch. He got his and, girl stolen by a baker, and says, "That's right." Yeah, he got he stolen did. by a baker. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he, he got he. Oh, he got punked so hard he had to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah. He 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 is a he is the mm. other masked rival uh because i don't even think of him as a stand-in because i he just sucked 
I mean, yeah, so one. One on Iron Man. Screw Iron Man. And and you know what? Zeron, the guy that tried to assassinate him. Because why are you going to shoot a guy named Iron Man in the mask? That's what I'm saying. It's like, shoot him in the chest, (laughs) dumbass. What is chest up, please? Oh, my God. Uh, here's a here's a oh fa- here's a fan favorite right here, man. Chronicle Asher from Victory. <laughs> Everybody loves this guy, man. Oh, oh he's a he, poor standing. Poor <laughs> standing. Oh, and and I gotta give he does exhibit some sharness because mm-hmm. he does, but he. So I'm gonna give him two in the sharriness because <laughs> he loved his sister just like Shar did. Yeah. But what makes it worse is he loved his sister a little too much. A little too much. So, yeah, but he, he's a flat-out poor stand-in. Yes. He, is a, he is what you would look in. Poor stand-in of Shar Aznabal. He is going to show up in the picture. Ooh, yeah. freaking awful. Now, uh, here's a fun one because this, this, this role was kind of divided between two characters. Mm. In that, it, some some may argue that one character is more of a Rumble Rawl, if anything. But I, I honestly think they split uh, their roles uh, between them with, with the with some sharp qualities, and that's in G Gundam. We have Schwartz Bruder and Master mm-hmm. Asia. Schwartz Bruder, of course, was the masked man. Master Asia was more of the rival. Uh, Schwartz Bruder played more. Well, of a, kind of th- an this advisor. is a, this is a tough one. Yeah, it is kind of tough because I think of Schwartz Bruder mm-hmm. more of Racer X. Yeah, that's true because. He is Domon's brother. I mean, he's of the the cells, but he is Domon's brother. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's folks. A, that's all right. You had plenty of time to watch it. <laughs> yeah. But go ahead. At sorry. this point, yeah. I, I mean, we, hey, we gave the we gave the warning earlier. We I gave did. the warning at the beginning of the episode. So Absolutely. It, it's, it's all good. But <clears throat> which one's more of a shark? I, I guess it would be Schwartzbruder in this case. I think Schwartzbruder is more of the Char mm-hmm. because Master Asia is the stereotypical Kung Fu master. Yeah. He, he you know, Domon had to surpass the master. But they both have, because Master Asia's motivation is to heal the earth. <laughs> exactly. And just like Char. So I'm going to give them both. And shariness, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them threes, nice. because I think they have enough shariness in them, but they're much different. They're other characters because they do push Domon to the limit, yeah. and they do have. Um, they're kind of justified villains, even though Schwartz Bruder's like that weird. He's just Racer X. Yeah. He was always Racer X to me, and um, but yeah, Master Asia. When you finally find out in the show why he's doing what he's doing because at first you're like oh my god he you know he just like went from being a good guy once to just being a bad guy and then it's like oh and he's playing because <laughs> he played uh what was his name wong lee yeah, yeah uh, exactly. that, that 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 dude he played that dude just like sharded so i'm gonna give those guys shariness um he is schwartz is the mask rival and I will say that Master Asia, Master Asia is more of the red rival, I yeah. think, in that way because of what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good a, with it's that. It's like 50-50 split between the two of them. It's it's actually yeah. pretty uncanny. Uh, I don't think there's really much of us. Uh, maybe in Iron Blooded Orphans, when we get to that, there's a bit of a split there too. But um, for the most part, yeah, between the two of them, they kind of are equal parts. Sure. 
So that that's mm-hmm. what's up. But uh, next up is uh, another fan, another fun, another fun one man. Uh, the low rent Char himself, Zex Marquise, aka Milliardo Peacecraft man. Uh, now we just came off of a binge of uh mm-hmm. of, of Wing, so now that we are refreshed with the character man uh what do you and we, and we need we need to figure we need to figure out another stream here shortly too yeah we so, do bro. we do we need to um, but series. Mm-hmm. we always laugh and call him low rent char but i will say that he might be one of the best representations of char he's a red rival for sure mm-hmm. um and i think in shariness i think you got to give him you got to give him kind of a five because wow. if, when you really you really look at what zex did and some of the stuff that he put on the line, mm-hmm. and once again, always protected his sister. Yeah, but, <laughs> but wasn't creepy with it though. He wasn't. Creepy no, with wasn't creepy sister. with it. Not, not like, uh, not like Chronicle, Oof. but protected his sister. Was really in the end uh, understood what was going on with the military and in these factions, how bad they were. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's up there, man. He's one of the best. I yeah I'm I, I yeah I think he's one of the best representations of a char that's not a char. That's a well said, well said. Uh, yeah. Now this one's debatable because I had a hard time finding one in X, but uh, the closest thing I could find is Lance Crow Dowell, who is the who yeah. is the rival to Jamil Neat. He didn't really wear a mask, but he was. Uh, the rival to Jamil Need. Uh, he had red hair, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he did have red hair. He, and and he wore blue. unfortunately, mm-hmm. because X got un, uh, ceremoniously cut short, mm-hmm. we there was you could tell there was going to be more than uh, what it is. I'm just going to say um, he's a he's a he's another rival. He's another mass rival, um, and I think just based on a limited amount of what we have when it comes to shariness, I'd probably say maybe a, just a three mm-hmm. because you could see there was something there. He had, he had a rivalry with, um, with Jamil. So, and I mean, we, we saw, and you know, they kind of met when they were younger, especially when, cause I think he was a little bit older than Jamil, if I remember, right. I believe so. Yeah. Just, just a tad older, not too much older, but because Jamil was like what, like a twelve-year-old kid or something like that, twelve, thirteen. I think the age difference He's is probably, really young. Yeah, I think the age difference might be relative to how uh, the age difference was between Shar and, uh, and yeah, like and four or five Mara, years or, or something, years, right? Yeah, about yeah. that much, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, I'm going to say three, and I'm going to say he's another masked rival, even though he wasn't really masked. Yeah, but... true. I've... And it's hard to say because it's a that's an incomplete show. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but maybe one of these days we'll get a, a bit of expansion. Uh, or, or I'm just lying to myself. <laughs> but, uh, just, just keep telling yourself that. So, oh, bro. my gosh. One of these days. But uh, next up is one of my favorites, and he's really hard to decipher. Harry Ord from Turn A Gundam. Oh, man. Harry Ord is a enigma because he wears doesn't even wear a mask. He wears some oversized shades that look dope, and he has a mistake yeah. behind him. But he's not really a rival. He's kind of like a cool ass dude. He's like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> he's he, he's like Big Brother. Like yeah. he's gonna be he's he's gonna he's gonna beat up on you. Mm-hmm. But he's not doing it because he really has any agenda. You know, he's exactly. just. I mean, his only agenda is to protect uh, Diana. Um, he he is he's another mass rival slash red rival. I mm-hmm. think. And 
on the shariness factor, I got to give him four and a half because he just, he just, because part of the shariness factor is you just command the screen and you command, you know, it's just got that charisma and he had it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he four and a half on Harry Ord to me. Yes. I think uh, Yazi also sums up. He says, hell yeah. Harry Ord is such a cool and interesting guy. Not to mention he's a skilled tactician slash commander. Yeah, he, he's a lot of cool things, man. But uh, I thought he was going to be a pain in the ass. And then you just got a vibe for him when he started dancing with Laura, yeah. Laura Rolla in that one episode where he had to cross dress. And it's like, this dude is cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And and the fact that he would always show up to help out. And he even if it was against his uh, his particular side, I just he, he's, he's a really enjoyable character. And I, I applaud that for that's what's up mm-hmm. four and a half. But uh, next up is uh, a character that uh, so many people uh, love to uh, talk about, and uh, I'm sure he's hailed as one of the greatest characters in all of Gundam. I'm talking about Jack Hal from G Savior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who who knows that guy? Woo! Now, when I say when I say the golden toilet, don't give the golden toilet to the very end. At the very end, we're going to pick the best one out of all of these and the worst one out oh, of all okay. of these. And the worst one is the Golden Toilet. So you can give him your yeah, overall base review actually, now. But actually, I, I'm going to say he's just a poor stand-in. And I think on Shariness, he has like a one because he's just got like the basics of Shariness. Yeah. Like he, they're just trying to make, you know, he's just got like that rival thing. But uh, yeah, that's all I can really say on him. Woo. I mean, yeah. He was, he was definitely the lowest of low rent. But <laughs> let's see here. Next up is a character you're super familiar with. You introduced me mm-hmm. to him, actually. Uh, Rao Le Creuset uh, from Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Um, where would you uh, put him in there? Oh, he's a red rival. He's, um, he's definitely a red rival. Um, if he wasn't so genocidal at the end mm-hmm. and kind of twisted... Um, he'd probably rival Miliardo when it comes to shariness because he's got the shariness factor going. But um, I'm gonna say Rado Crusade is probably a four on the shariness because I think for most of that show, mm-hmm. up until like the last like two or three episodes, maybe 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 four or five, um, he's he's just got that thing because. Not only does he have a rival in what we find out to be, spoiler alert, his um, biological son or brother or whatever, mm-hmm. he's the clone of his of one of the rivals, um, of one of his rivals. Um, he's his father. But then mm-hmm. he's the father of one of his rivals. He's a clone of, of, of father of one of his rivals. Yep. But then he's also um, he's also the he's rival to Kira. So he's the rival to Mu. He's the rival to Kira. And he freaking torments the freaking archangel Ooh. relentlessly. He, sure does. <laughs> he might he might torment it worse than Char tormented the, the freaking white, white base. base. <laughs> he was on them, boy. He was on them relentlessly. And and, and once again, a guy that was kind of hated by some of uh, his subordinates, mm-hmm. uh, his peers, some of his superiors, but in the end. The, the people that mattered knew this guy could get the job done just like Shar did. So yeah, that's what that's I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a four on the Shariness and he's definitely a red rival. Ooh. Yeah, if anything he's up there then. Um next up yeah, is um, up 
in the follow-up series, Gundam Seed Destiny, this character uh, is someone that you're super familiar with. Uh, the one and only Neil Roanoke, Roanoke or Loranoke, or whatever we want to pronounce Whatever he was, uh, yes. Uh, A.K.A. Moo LaFlaga. Um, how, how do you feel about this guy? I think he's a hybrid of the mass rival, red rival. Mm-hmm. Because, damn, he gave them problems, too. He gave shit a bunch he, of problems. He did. And he, and he did torment the Minerva. <laughs> um, I think on the shariness factor, I think he's probably he's probably like a three and a half mm-hmm. because what happened to him he didn't have his it's almost like he was kind of mind he, well he was mind wiped almost so yeah, yeah, i mean was- he just he just basically there was something a little missing but he was tactically in the way he messed with people and manipulated people especially pilots that were under him mm-hmm. uh, it, it was definitely up there so yeah uh, he he's the hybrid of the mass and the red, and about a three and a half on the shariness factor. Yeah, especially since he didn't he he didn't stay a rival the whole series. He uh, halfway through that, I will yeah. say that uh, not only did he torment the uh, archangel, he tormented the fuck out of Ramius. <laughs> yeah, the fact that's like I know you. <laughs> well, I mean, well, but I, I mean, initially though, he was tormenting the shit out of the Minerva. Yeah. I mean, he tormented the, the, the hell out of that. Yeah, I mean that. Remember, that's what. That's where we get introduced with him. Is he's he's going after um, uh, Captain Gladys and, right. and and the Minerva crew and and tormented the shit out of um, both um, Ray and Shin Ray because Ray got the you know the feeling from him the new type feeling and and Shin just because he couldn't he couldn't beat the guy yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Also, but, uh, we forgot to add that uh, you just you mentioned that both uh, both Neo Rono and uh, Raul Crusade were noob types as well. So that's yes. true. and of course, uh, and so was Ray. So was Ray, yeah. If anything, uh, and so was Kira. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Kira picked up yeah. on that too. Uh, I don't know how, but he and prayer, did. prayer, reverie from the Astray mangas. Yeah, that's right. And then there was a character from uh, from X that was also uh, an artificial new type of some sort as well mm-hmm. i forget his name but moving on to the next character this is a fun one um he didn't start out as a masked man but he certainly became one uh mr bushido uh graham oh, Ayer yeah. from double o man um i remember when we talked about this guy when he got when he got bodied at the end of season one and i remember you guys were saying man he's done he's not coming back <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then he came back he as a fucking mass man, and I could not, I could not stop smiling. <laughs> I couldn't stop smiling. And you know what? I, I, I couldn't either. Because yeah. once again, this guy's a red rival. He's mm-hmm. he's a red rival, even though he's somewhat war red, but he um, he was he was completely a red rival. Uh, the shariness factor. This is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Because I. We got we got to know him for so long, not being a shar. He was just like a straight up ace pilot, and he looked out after yeah, his men. He was he was, just, he was a really stand up dude, and he was just obsessed with going after um, was <laughs> <laughs> a celestial being and all that shit. As right, right he's, so. he's one of the few examples of not starting out as a mass man, but ending as a mass man. Because usually, oh, yeah. usually the shar stand ins or the you know the shar clones, they start off as mass men, then they get unmasked. But gotta say, probably a four man because he once again they Setsna couldn't take him out. <laughs> Did the best he could, and the man for for the most part had inferior inferior mobile suits. Mobile suits yeah, fucking to, wow. to the Gundams. Yeah, so 
Gotta give him a four. Yeah, I I, I agree. He, he definitely ranks up there as well. Yo, shout out to Robert Mallard. He says, How would the man, son? <laughs> Yazzie says, Master oh, of man. the Transgram. And, uh, oh yeah, Transgram. Yeah, so, yeah. That was that was a fucking that was great when that when people pick, picked up on that. And uh, Robert also says Destiny was so lazy it was almost unreal. Oh, it was super unreal. Oh, the fucking recap episodes. Don't remind me. But <laughs> next up, a literal clone of Shar Asnable. Yeah, pretty much. Literal, full frontal from Gun- yeah. Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. Man, how did he? How did he? Uh, how do? You, how does he match up? He's kind of a poor stand-in of, of the Red Bible. <laughs> it, it's, he's okay. He's a shadow of the man at, at the end of the day, man. Yeah, he there's is. just something There's just something missing. So I'm on the shariness factor, I mean, just for most of the things you would tick off on the shariness, he's got it. But I think you just got to kind of give it um, a three because in the end, it just seemed off or not. And, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's he's a poor stand-in of the Red Rival that, yeah, it, in some ways I'd rather him just not be a literal clone. Yeah. You know, it just... It, <laughs> you need more than that. I, I think I think he might actually been better if he didn't, if he wasn't a clone. He was trying so hard to be sure that it, it seemed yeah. artificial, and, uh, which I guess was the point overall in the series is that yeah. you can't fill the man's shoes even if you have his exact dna you're not just going to turn out to be the same guy it's just not going to work out but uh so you would give him like what a 2.5 or two no i gave him a three a three I, yeah, that's fair. yeah i get because i mean mm-hmm. shit he's he basically was sharp <laughs> i mean <laughs> if, if you're ticking off all the things of the shariness factor yeah. i mean red suit red uniform the hair, the mask. I mean, my God, he was Char. He freaking even called himself Char at one yeah, point. He so. sure did. He thought he was the, the heir apparent. But, uh, yo, shout so. out to Fred. He says, Graham committed Sudoku before Setsuna could get him. <laughs> and shout out to Mao. He says, Full Frontal gets top marks on the name alone. Easily, his best feature is his name and his mullet. All right. <laughs> he, he does have a power mullet. I Ooh. think, I mean,. It, it, between him and Kenny Powers, I don't oh. know who you're going to take on the on oh, the power mullets, yo, man. That, that is a that is a duel to the death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but next up, a lot of people have been waiting for this character. Shout outs to Ed the Crimson earlier. He uh he's he he's banking on this guy being the uh the golden toilet, uh the one and only Zahart Galette from the Mobile Suit Gundam Age. Woo. Uh, it's a toughie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was that bad. I just think he was he was dealt a bad hand by being in a in a subpar show. Um, yeah, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah. I think he's just a mask rival. I don't think in a lot of ways they wanted him to be Char. Yeah. I think I think at this point it's just it's just the trope of the mask man is just always going to be compared to the Char mm-hmm. to a Char or to Char. I'm, God, I'm sounding all broken English now. Um, <laughs> I'll give him a one in shariness wow. because mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I I'm not hating on him, but yeah, I mean, once again, kind of a whiny dude too. Um, I mean, the series did something it, neat, which is to wait to introduce him until the second part, but they introduced yeah. his brother in the first part, so there's a tie between the first series and the second series. And he's the younger brother of that main of that of that of that main yeah. villain, and uh, the fact that he has to kind of get from underneath his thumb. There's development there, and he becomes connected to 
um Asamu and you know they 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 were friends at first and then things fall apart. I, I like his his character path and the even the OVA that follows. I thought was interesting, but overall, man, um, when they made him the main heavy, I don't think he should have been the main heavy in the third part. No, to be honest with you, yeah, he's just not. The just yeah, there just wasn't enough in it. And I mean, if we're gonna go on the shariness factor, yeah, I, I I'd have to say a one. A one. I just think he, I think he's a other mask guy. Because I don't think they really, I don't think, I think he's kind of like Gato. I don't think they were really making him Char. You know, I, I don't know. He wore a mask. But then again, about the only thing close, close to him. Yeah, but then again, age. You know, age was kind of a mess in a lot of ways. So it's it's hard to tell. It's a tough call, man. It really is. Um, Now this might be the only female Char we may have, or female uh, stand. a stand-in of some sort we have, and that's uh, Alia Jerankin, Jerkinen, I think that's how you pronounce her name, from Gundam Build Fighters. Jerkinen, yeah, Jerkinen, yeah. She she was the mysterious masked pilot that was in that series, and uh, yeah, man, uh, I would say uh, she was, she was a red rival. Yeah, she was. She was. I, I think she was definitely a red rival, mm-hmm. and a love interest too, which is a uh, you, you don't which is see yeah, different. I think on the shariness factor. I think she's probably middle of the road. I think she's about a three. A three. She she exhi- she exhibited things in there. I think because of the fact of factoring in how much she put, um, you know, tested, you know, the, the shariness factor. You always got to push the limit when you're fighting the protagonist. Mm-hmm. I think she did that. She she definitely did that. Yeah. So I gotta say, so uh, I, that's why I, that's why I gotta give her a three. The shariness factor is just not always. Uh, the look and the talk and stuff. It's what you got. It's what you do out on the on the battlefield. So, absolutely. So, now here's here's a guy that I know the stream can't wait to hear about, man. Uh, the classic, the one and only Mask, aka Luen Lee from uh, G Reco, man. You know the greatest, the greatest Mask man in the history of uh, uh, my favorite Kuntala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. That uh, Kawhi, yo, mouse is Kawhi as fuck, mass senpai, and besto genius Klimnik. Yo, Klimnik also gets a nod, but he, he, I don't think he was as much as the Char as uh, as Mask was. But Mask, I never understood that character once. I, if I had to pick a golden toilet, it might be this guy, to be honest with you. And it's not just you know, because of the bad show, he was badly written. It's not like even yeah. Sahart, I would give Sahart the credit that his story was interesting. This guy yeah. went to school with the main character. They were boys, and then all of a sudden, there's a fucking so falling nice. out, and I can't understand why. It's like, where's the love you guys had for each other, or did you always hate him? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't understand yeah. what motivated him besides being a Kintala. I, I I don't know. I yeah, I gotta say, for a stand-in, um, I think he gets a zero on the shariness factor. Woo! I actually do because you're right. Thinking back on it, there it there was just nothing about him that screamed anything of Shar. He what I mean, he was average as a pilot. Um, you know, it's just yeah. I, I don't know what more we can say on him. Yo, mouth. I'm gonna say. Yo, he says, "Mass senpai hates privileged white boys." I don't see anything wrong. Yeah. He should look at the mirror. Pretty much. Jesus. Yo, but G Reco was a masterpiece. It was written by Tomino, guys. Yo, Fred, please. 
Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Wow. But remember, there's different versions of Timmy now. Oh my gosh, the sober and the the, uh, the depressed. The, the, well. <laughs> Well, there's also just like good Tomino, and there's not so good Tomino. So, <laughs> and then there's um, Garzy's wing Tomino. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. Um, Woo, man! For all the things that G Reco is, I'll watch that shit any day before I watch a Garcia's wing again. Oh man! Oh my! Yeah. Yo, okay. I still feel the pains in my stomach. Uh, anyway, uh, shout outs to the mask. Uh, we're gonna move on to someone that Yazi brought up and thought we forgot. We didn't because no, he was in another. No. He was not in the Gundam Build Fighters as this character. No, it was. It wasn't until Try that he became Majin Kawaguchi the Third, and that is Tatsuya Yuki. Yes, the Majin son. That guy was the best. I love that dude. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. This this is this is one of the easiest ones to do. This is uh, yes, Red Rival yeah, all, all day, all day. Um, shariness factor for God's sakes. The guy pretty much used the commander, commander Zaku too, on uh, a lot of his things. Yeah, uh, the sorriness factor is he's a five with the old Milliardo's ex Marquise. Yes, mm-hmm. enough said. <laughs> yeah, he says he became Majin in Build Fighters. Yeah, he did. But did he start wearing the mask in Build Fighters at the very end? I don't recall. I think he was. Uh, uh, I didn't think he started wearing the mask he, until uh, he might have. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. He did start towards he did. the, he the did very end because he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he like halfway through the show. I think he achieved um, the Majin status. Yeah, yeah. The but glasses. as cool as he was, he got even cooler and freaking try. Yeah, and try. He was. He really kind of reached the full apex of that. Uh, yeah. Of that. Of that. Of of that. Uh, persona was in try because he was pretty much that character the entire show. So I kind of separated. Uh, uh, Major yeah. Kawaguchi the third in uh, from try from the original series. Of course, he makes his ap- appearance in the original Build Fighters, but. It wasn't always. He was Yuki for the majority of that show before he became that. Yeah. So yeah. I will uh I I will I will I will definitely uh say that try it's more of that character is felt there. But uh what would you so you'd say he's uh what a four? Oh he's a five, man. He's, oh no, shit. Man. Yeah, he's up there with Zax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he just puts a he puts a smile on my face. Cause nice. I mean if there if there's a guy I mean, if I can't have Shar at that moment, I'll have the Majin, man. Like I you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm not going to feel a drop off of the Majin. So, exactly. Well said. All right, we're almost through. Uh, next up is mm. another split uh, role between two mm. characters, uh, mainly because of uh, the way they uh, the way the story played out. Magillus Farid and Galio uh, Baduin, aka Vidar, in Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, mm. it, more so, Vidar, of course, Galio or Galio in uh, the second half. But um, yeah. uh, Farid definitely in the first half because he was rocking those uh, terrible fucking masks. And uh, he was also kind of trying to get event- uh, revenge against the organization that he embedded himself within. Um, any thoughts on these guys? Well, McGillis is a poor stand-in. <laughs> oh, I mean, he, oh, shit. He, he ended up just, I mean, it's like, really? This is all you got here? No. Uh, shariness factor. I'm going to have to say a one because I never felt it. And the the sad thing is, is he's he's kind of animated, trying to look. You know, he's got the blonde hair and everything. Yeah. But I just I just never felt it with him. Like, um, his whole motivation. I mean, his motivation was fine, but just the way he did things and how he thought he could just. What was what was the Gundam that he was supposed to? What was the one he got? The 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 one I that's forget. supposed to unite them all and and all that. It's and a it's short just, name though. 
uh, Bylance or something or uh, yes, yeah, so I think it's I think it started with a B. Mm-hmm. He he um, he sucked. Bail. I mean, bail. He, yeah, bail. Yeah. So free. yeah, it, it's just like he didn't think his whole thing through, and his plan just really. You thought, well, you get an old relic mobile suit that somehow people are going to tie so much. Oh, well, it's a symbolic thing of our organization. Yeah, but who cares at that point? <laughs> they just didn't care. And that's why I think what made him. But hey, I'm seeing here yeah, in the stream, they're saying he was going strong with Char in the first season. Was he, though? He, I mean, he, 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 he had promise. That's the thing. He had, he had, so he had promise, promise, but. And then it, it just the world never fell delivered. Because his. His his campaign was based on a very weak foundation, and yeah. it came. It was not like Shar who could who could improvise and, he, and change shit up at the at a moment's and, notice. And you know what? You know what else I didn't like about him? He was freaking. He, he was too damn entitled. Yeah, that's the one thing that Shar never did. Shar Shar put in the hard work. Yeah. So Shar was entitled to you know just getting power. It's hell if anybody had the ability to sit there and say. Well, uh, the zombies are bullshit. I'm the one that should be you, that should be controlling Zeon. It would be him because he had the hereditary thing, but mm-hmm. he, he didn't. And yeah, so uh, yeah, he's a poor stand-in um, one in my thing. Galio, he's a mass rival. I think on a uh, basic level, he's maybe like a two. Maybe that's one. what I was about to say. Yeah, I don't. I don't. He, I don't. I didn't hate him, yeah. but I think I think he did give. He did give. Um, um, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name now. The freaking main character. Oh, you're talking um, about. Oh, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mika. Mika. Yeah. He gave those guys problems. I mean, he he gave Mika and those guys problems. So, um, yeah, I'd say it too. He's like Big, a, he's a he's a Garma with a with a short twist. In a sense, yeah. yeah, and he wasn't, and I, I, I never really got that he was even a Garma. I mean, he had, well, no, uh, a Shar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's more of a Garma. I think that, yeah, you're, that's probably a good way of actually saying he's more of a Garma. But yeah, I, I think if we're gonna, but he kind of fills that void. I think of the Shar, mm-hmm. um, just because Miguelo sucks so much. Damn, um, he did. He really did. Yeah. I, I wanted to like him, and but it's just like, man, your shit just. Really, dude? Like that—that that is all. All this manipulation and all this stuff, and your big thing is, hey, I got the suit that united uh, Gallerhorn, and um, because I got it by law, you should be kissing my ass. And they're all like, uh, "Go fuck yourself." So he's trying to be King Arthur, and he thought he thought that shit was yeah. going to be his Excalibur to unite all nations, and it's like, nah. Nah, bro. Nobody that, cared. That, 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 that didn't hold any water anymore. And, and that, that to me is actually one of the better, the better elements of the story is that um, some people do believe that you know birthright matters, but at the end of the day, uh, it's 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 pretty much who's in charge at that time. It was it yeah. was signifying the change of an age, and I think that's one of the coolest things in uh, in Iron Blooded Orphans, man. Tight ass show, fucking disappointing ass antagonist. <laughs> yeah, because. Um... The other dude ended up being the bigger dick. The 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 yes. dude that um, I forget his name, Space Rider. The guy that, yeah, the guy that, yeah, the guy that ended up taking over Gallahorn. Exactly. Um, he he actually ended up being, but yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, I wanted to like him, mm-hmm. and I, I agree with. I think it was Yazi that said it. Yeah, he was much better in the first season, but you you got to take it for what 
you know, the whole thing of what we saw. And yeah, yeah. shout out to Yazi Rustal. Rustal was his name. Rustal. Rustal. Rustal was the shit. That now, was a dope ass dude. I think Rustal was like more of like a Shar's counterattack Shar. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much on the battlefield, but you know, pulling that stuff off in the the boardrooms and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So. Yo, uh, shout out to Freddy. Says if McGillis had the uh, surgery that Meek and the other kids had, he would have wrecked House of Bell. I have no doubt if uh, if he had gotten that shit at the same age that Meek and them were, and it succeeded, he would have he would have definitely probably would have been something to be feared in that suit, and may have been able to uh, to, right. to get a power hold. But he that was part of the plan that he miscalculated on, unfortunately. And but we got to go by we got to go for what it was. I mean, you know, he they they didn't do it because it was considered. Well, because he was from a high upbringing, so that was considered not something you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, the Alia Valen surgery or whatever? Yeah, I think I think that's how they pronounce the, it. The, the AV, um, AV surgery. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah. So it, it, you know, it, it it was one of those things of like a, a bygone time, and I mean, well, most people didn't even survive it either. So yeah. You know that 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 was the crazy thing, and so. it ruins lives too. If you pilot enough, you're gonna end up you end up like Mika, where you don't even have control of your faculties after a while. That's, that's yeah, or, or, and and then worse, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Last but not least, and this is probably not even really a char. Um, Daryl Lawrence from Thunderbolt. I just was looking Daryl Lorenz from Thunderbolt. I was looking for someone in that series who could be somewhat equivalent to him and yeah. it really isn't anything. It's like me picking Bernie from 0080. <laughs> He's not even a shark. He, although he wears the sunglasses at least once. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I mean, I think I think you could I, I think in some ways you could make an argument You're that Bernie? he's <laughs> Bernie's, Bernie's a shark clone. Oh, my um, goodness. I, I think you could. Um, but um, he was another mask guy. Um, Shariness, I, I didn't, I didn't get too much out of it. I mean, he was a capable pilot. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm gonna say maybe a, maybe. A, I mean, there two and a half, maybe. I, I don't really, I, I didn't get that much out of him on that. I mean, um, because yeah, Daryl, he has those prosthetics and whatnot. And that, that yeah. definitely gives him an interesting, uh, an interesting slant. But at the same time, I just don't. He's not trying to be anybody else. He's not trying to infiltrate anybody. Yeah, he's actually fighting for Zeon because he, he it, it's giving him. He a believed chance in to, it. He believed yeah. in it. Yeah. So. So yeah, you know, I'll probably maybe a one. I think. Yeah. I, I I I think it's um I think that's what I'd have to go on that because. Yeah. Now, if there's anybody that I left off the list, guys, my apologies. I'm sure there's many other. Bernie, uh, where would you put Bernie? Bernie, oh my gosh! <laughs> In the hamburger bun? No, I'm just. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I think if we were to rate Bernie, because I think in some ways Bernie's like, I, I sometimes I've always looked at Bernie as. If Shar didn't have such a fucked up life, yeah, he might have ended up as Bernie. Oh no, like <laughs> just a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, Bernie's not. Um, because Bernie's really the protagonist in that thing. If he you really, really think he about really it. is, yeah. If yeah. Anything, the rival, and that is uh, is 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 uh, Christina. Christina, yeah. Oh my goodness. 
But yeah, that freaking that killer. Oh. She, still, she still has one of the best the, normal suits ever. One of the top three fuck, uh, normal suits there ever was in all of Gundam, man. She, she looked like she ready to race for uh, Formula One. She right? Yeah, she was ready to <laughs> race at Monaco. I'm yeah. like, first time I saw that, I was like, what? Is she on McLaren? <laughs> yeah, what is this? I think she was more like with Williams because it was more of a blue suit. Yeah, but, right on. That's yeah, and, and, I, and I, I do love those. Um, I do love those '90s, um, the '90s and uh, early 2000s Universal Century stuff like that, yeah. where they'll show the normal suits and you really get to see where they have the patches. I think that's really cool, you know. And, they're, and of course, they're always able to do it because of, um, um, you know, the bigger budgets and things like that. But I. When you see that, because she had all that cool stuff, it's like, damn. It's like, man, you you do wonder. It's like, if they got the Alex to armor, what what could he have done with that? Because Alex was an all right suit, man. So exactly, it's an amazing uh, suit. But uh, yeah, um, uh, the the chat is saying, what about the bird in uh in in, in Gundam Son, <laughs> the the Char bird. <laughs> oh, the Char bird, Char chicken. <laughs> he gets a five, y'all. <laughs> I think there's a thing where Char shoots him, doesn't he? Or yes, something like that. Shot that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I made sure to put that picture in the in the yeah. slideshow. Oh, did you? Yeah. The, 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 the. Oh, so good. Oh, Mobile Suit Gundam Son. If you haven't watched it, it's all on the internet, man. You guys can find that. It's so good. Uh, it's pretty funny stuff. Oh my god, it's hilarious. But now that we've uh, run down all the candidates, man, who is the best Char, and who gets the golden toilet, man? Who gets flushed? I d- Okay, I'm gonna have to say. So who gets flushed? Well, who gets the best first? We'll, we'll do best. No, let's let's oh, let's, let's do, do the worst. Then, all right, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, because I if you if people were keeping track of my ratings, mm-hmm. there's a couple people that could be the top. It's gonna be. It's actually kind of tough for me. So <laughs> surprisingly, Chronicle is this is not is not in the region of uh, saying people like uh, uh, Mask and. Uh, and what's his name? Uh, what's uh, uh Zihart? And, yeah. Uh, oof. Um, and yo, Glemmy. I don't know if uh, where I forget. Glemmy was low. Uh, it was like a one. Glemmy was low. He was real low. Um. Um. Yo, Yazi says Zihart and Mask are a match for crappiness. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. And, oh, and of course, uh, Mask Luin Lee. That's right. He uh, he's definitely uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess it's down to those three for the most part, because everybody else, uh, Jack Hal, really, I, I, he, I, he's neither here nor there. He's he's not even worth yeah, mentioning. Yeah, he's a he's a footnote in history. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's debris. He's a he's a he's, he's a footnote in canon because G Saber's still canon. Yeah, I um, Rona. Oh man, I gotta say, mask. Yeah, we're spoiled for choice. I just, yeah, <laughs> Lou and Lee. I'd have to say he gets he gets flushed. Woo! Yeah. I just, I just, there just wasn't enough there, and I, I didn't get much shariness out of him and or gold, anything. And the golden toilet goes to Lou and Lee. <laughs> now this is where it's tough. Play him off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Like the Oscars, so they oh, start playing up. Heck yes. So this is where it's tough. Oh, the the best, the best guy. Yes, because this is going to be a tough one. I'll tell you who I'm between. Mm-hmm. I'm between Zex, the Majin, mm-hmm. 
And I got to say Larry Ord. Or Harry Ord. Harry I don't Ord. know why I said Harry Ord. Yo, Larry? <laughs> Larry. Not, not a, yeah, not his twin brother, Larry. But, uh, Your curb was um, Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, I know that some of the standouts, also Raul Crusade was uh was a uh, was another yeah. ranking one well uh, let's let's put this out to the stream real quick let's as as i'm thinking let's see stream what what would be some of your favorites what would be your number one shards out of the the whole thing yeah stream let us know let's know um let's see here who gets the true guys toilet ramsey says yo oh the burning wolf shout out to burning wolf who gets the true guys toilet are we gonna call it the golden geist as the, yo that's right I forgot. That, was, that was the awards that's right we did that the golden we did geist. The guys. <laughs> oh Spider-X says master asia master yeah. asia yo he's yeah. up there man yeah. we, we we talked we talked him up but maybe Master Asia's role was split between him and Schwartz Bruder, though. When you when you break yeah. down the shoriness, though, it was a tag team effort between the two of them. So if you combine them both, then yeah, that's that's pretty close. But it, it would have to be it would have to be a partnership between Schwartz and Master Asia. They would have to share the award if we gave him yeah. the, the golden helmet, the golden okay. mask. Um, I think I I think I've made my decision. Oh. I, I've 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 kind of it's a tough one, but it's. I think the top char it's gotta be our man. The low rentiest char there is, but oh. only in jest because I gotta say, I think and and I saw what Yazi put in there. With the, the three said, phases of char? <laughs> he is the three phases of char. Especially when you factor in endless walls. Yeah, because he's freaking. Yeah, we even forgot he's really cool in endless walls. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I gotta say Zach's man because I think he, I think he is, he's the closest thing to not being a parody or a, just a straight ripoff. Yes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of similarities. You know, aristocrat family, sister, killed family. Oh, yeah. And hiding and all that stuff, but Zex stands on his own as a character, though. Yeah, inevitably he does, and he, he goes he goes a route um, different from Shar. In the end, he becomes a, he becomes selfless, and he works for an organization to bring peace to the world. So yeah, he does yeah. go his own way in the end, and uh, you know he he reaches the same apex Shar does, survives it, and then uh, yeah. moves on uh, to. I mean, I, I'd love to do I'd love to do Harry, but Harry too was. You said it right, though. He is kind of an enigma because it's yeah. like, what? What was this dude all about? He had a lot of the stuff in there, but damn, you couldn't. I don't even know if he knew what he was all about. Yeah, he, he, he was mysterious. He... But Tomino didn't want to make the same character over again. So yeah, he purposely made him different. But yeah. when it comes to cool factor, that's off the fucking chart with that guy. Come yeah, he's 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 yeah. It him. Actually, the three, those three bastards really have the cool factor going on. Cause, yeah. uh, Zex, Harry, and the Majin. Yo, I, I gotta I mean, say, I gotta say, Ed just killed me with this. He said, "My vote goes to Harry Ord because he likes his girl dark." Are you talk about Laura? <laughs> oh man, I'm done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, good time. Yeah, yeah, and, and he and. Yeah, Yazi brought this up too. Yeah, we forgot to say, and I think we 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 kind of insinuated, but we never brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Zex had he had a freaking cool ace pilot name, just like Johnny Ridden did, and freaking Char. 
lightning count is pretty bad. <laughs> and you we, we didn't. And when he's even being called lightning count by Zex, it's like or uh, Trey's. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, Trey's gave him so much respect. It's like, yeah, I think that's where I got to kind of give it to him because I know we always we always shit on him that he's low rent Char, but it's more in jest because it wasn't because he was low. It was just that he's so close to Char that. But he's different to be Shar, so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and you know what? I, I think that Zex had some of the best suits out of all the different all the different Ooh. rivals too. He had the, of course, he had the tall geese, and then he later on moved on to uh, the 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 wing zero for a minute, and then to the yeah. Epion, Epion. And, and then yeah. of course tall geese three later on. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh. <laughs> Oh man, he yeah. has dope ass suits. Uh, you know, I would say a lot of these guys had dope ass suits. Speaking of which, I never. I'm, this is a question I meant to ask you. Out of all the suits that Sharp piloted, what was his best one to you? It's tough because I, you know, again, I I, I love the uh, the the Hayakushiki, but also uh, what was the suit from uh, Sharp's Counterattack? The Zazabi. This is Zazabi. Yeah, that's a fucking mean. That is a mean suit. But, uh, but actually, the one where I, I like watching him fight the most, mm-hmm. the Zaku 2. The Zaku 2, yeah. I actually, I actually, because, I mean, he was going up against the Gundam and everything mm-hmm. with that. And I do love the Hayaku Shiki. I really, and I mean... Which was a Gundam, surprisingly enough. I never knew that until recently. T- it's, yeah, it's technically a Gundam. Mm-hmm. It's, but it, yeah, it's... Yes, it is, but it's not. It's, it's a really weird kind of thing the delta gundam or something like that it's yeah. based off of that but um well the hayakushiki is so cool because it's so different yeah. especially in especially in the weird world of um zeta gundam with all those crazy mobile suits that are in there because i mean if there's ever a representation of the most bizarre and interesting mobile suits and and varied mobile suits it's zeta zeta has got some of the most damn what unique and really just pretty mobile suits i mean um but um yeah yeah i gotta say i just like him in the zaku too and i especially like him when you see like in the origin when we saw like at the this last episode of the origin and we see him in the zaku too mm-hmm. it just seems like it fits him more but if the hayakushiki is a close second with maybe i did like him in the rick dios too I mean, I really did, but yeah, I'm gonna say the 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 Zaku too. What about you, Hayakushiki? Hayakushiki probably uh, is mine, but the yeah. Zazabi is a close second by far. Zazabi is nice, yeah, it really is. And, and, and I'll give a shout out to his red Rick Diaz at the start of the series of uh, of Zeta as well. I like the Rick Diaz a lot. I, I think that's uh, yeah, I, it was I, a, that was a that was an understated uh, grunt suit, man. It absolutely was, man. Uh, it, it, I just lo- I love the mobile suits that glide. Uh, that yeah. mainly glide the ones that don't normally walk, but just glide like the Dom, and of course oh, the Rick Diaz yeah. man. Those things are just so dope. But yeah, uh, ultimately, uh, there's a lot to say about Shar. We didn't even uh, crack the surface. We run out of time, so we really can't crack the surface <laughs> on his relationship with uh, other women like Haman uh, and of course his sister. That, 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 that's another topic for another. It really day. is, and 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 that's a topic we Rakawa, can say. Rakawa, yeah, Rakawa, Shar and Shar and the women. <laughs> Haman. Haman is a that's a whole discussion in itself. 
but mom a, wanted to kill him. Where, like she she wanted to love him but kill him. Yeah, where, <laughs> where, where we where we uh, suspect Sailor went to with, during Shar's counterattack. There's a lot. There's a lot to be. She was at the beach, right? Yeah, she, she was just the beach chilling with them with them orphans. <laughs> but ultimately, um, there's a lot to be mined there for conversation, and we you never know. We may actually delve into another character. In Mobile Suit Gundam in the past, someone had brought it to me um, on Twitter. I forget who it was. I believe it was Saber, actually, from uh, from Germany. Our, our friend Archetype Saber from uh, Shinjuku oh. Station Europe. He said he's been waiting for us to do this topic for years. Because we said early on in Gundam's run that we're going to sit down and talk about Shirazenable someday. Yeah. And uh, ten years later, here we are. So <laughs> Yeah, it's... It's it's tough sometimes, so it, it, it's tough. But eventually, we got there, man. And a shout out to Saber for uh, remembering that. So, your word to you, sir. Word to you. But real quick, we got some tweets here. I can't read them oh. all. I, so, uh, shout out to Yazi. He, he put some uh, some uh, manga based four coma tweets uh, that I'll retweet on my Twitter. Uh, thank you, sir. I, I without putting up on the screen, there is no context. So. All I could do is read them and laugh. But uh, ultimately, I'll read the ones that are just words here. Yazi writes uh, the kind. Con- the kind of shore, a kind of shore related, but full frontal is not a shore clone, but a random cyber new type brainwashed conditioned and conditioned by the Republic of Xeon to have a very similar personality, but under their bidding. Never explained in the anime of Unicorn, but confirmed in the novels. Oh, wow. Oh, damn. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I always thought he was a clone, like uh, like in uh, Gaia Gear. Oh, shit. Yo, shout out to you. Well, I, I knew, I, yeah, I knew he was a cyber new type, but... Um, yeah, and I've never read uh, Unicorn, so uh, I I don't know. I gotta look up and see if those books have come out here yet. But um, I will say this, Solbro, you need to get on Glory of the Losers because I've been reading that. So is, has just, it been good? Yeah, especially since we just yeah, finished it's pretty the, good. Yeah, on the wing. It's I, been I, pretty good. You know, I can read. I just, that got, I just got the latest copy in like two days ago. What? I haven't read it yet, but yeah, I've been I've been reading it for a while, man. Is I've it, been reading that, and I've been reading. Uh, Galactic Heroes novels. <laughs> oh, that, oh yeah, true. You know, is Glory of the Losers in hardback like the uh, like the like the Gun no, of the Origin it's, books? It's a little, it's a little mangas. Oh, it's a little mangas. I still pick it up, man. I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it's 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 not that bad. It's it's actually better because you know um, it's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's a but it, they don't they don't have to cover as much, you mm-hmm. know. So, but yeah, no, they're just little. Um, they're just the regular manga books. That's what's up. I'll have to get on that so we can do a review for the show, and then uh, yeah, I gotta see, I gotta see how much longer it's gonna stay. It's it's pretty good. I, I like um, um, you know, I'd seen it before, but mm-hmm. now it's been released over here, and um, yeah, I mean it's it, it's cool seeing the backstory. It really fleshes out um the wing characters. That's what I'm you, hoping. You, you you get a better appreciation of them, even sorry ass catcher. Oh boy. So, <laughs> and sorry, and sorry, that's Wu Fei. The best of the bunch. <laughs> Wu Fei. Uh, Wu Fei. Wu Fei. <laughs> Love that guy. Yo, Yazi also writes Given how Zex is one of the best Shark clones, who is actually worse slash more pathetic? Chronicle Asher or Zahart Galette? I guess we we went into that, but uh, I guess Zahart yeah. is the worst of the two. Because both suck quite a bit, but no one sucks more than Mask. Let me tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, they—they're not as bad as that fucker. Oh my god! I mean, as bad as Chronicle was, Oof. there were some things of Char that he had kind of going on. Mm-hmm. The thing that just makes him suck so much is just the weird fixation with his sister. Yeah, it was, it was a Maria Doink. It's like, <laughs> oh. oof. 
And uh, so. Yazi also writes, it's saying quite a bit that Shar's Neo Zeon had the least infighting out of all the big Neo Zeon conflicts. He ran a tight ship. Guess he learned his lessons from the AU. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he he wowed everybody when he went to Zeon. The public loved him. He would get on the subway and sing with these people. Dude, they <laughs> sang the song about him. <laughs> he was beloved. Like the Zabi family he, was publicly freaking... disliked. And he actually had deal-making superpowers. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he, he freaking he sat there and just got sweet water out of it. He just got it for nothing from the damn Federation. I know they didn't care because it was like two uh, two uh, two colonies put together, but still, not only that, but I'm sure that all the idiots were killed. You know, yes. if you really think about it, after this is what like the fourth iteration of Zeon at this point, mm-hmm. and all the real dumb idiots are dead or probably in jail at this point. Yeah, they died with Haman's regime. So after that, it was just really uh, yeah. Uh, it, uh, the right person came in there to pick up the pieces and. And Shar got in there and helped to organize the thing. I mean, really, his, it was his, uh, his, his, uh, his, his, his lady that ran the, ran the type shit. She was the one that like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Menace, yeah. I, I forget her name, but she was the brunette that was, uh, I think she was pregnant with his child towards the end. Shar Shar and and, and and you and you have to remember too, um, mm-hmm. you know, and Shar and Shar's Neo Zeon, the um, the idiots were they 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 went down because of natural selection. Remember, real rock guy. Yeah, he was he was too stupid. He got too cocky out he there, sure and he, this one's a real rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so the idiots, the idiots were they were it was um, it was Darwinism at its finest there. So your shout out to Jose Noel and Yazi and Nanai Miguel is her name, yeah, which uh is Nanai, rumored, yeah. which is rumored to be the uh, the great grandmother or the grandmother of uh, Uso Eving or the great grandmother Uso Eving. Uh, there might be an actual family line connection between the two of them, but. Uh, uh, never really been com- uh, never really been made canon, but uh, it was implied at least in some some forms of uh, Gundam. But uh, last tweet here is from uh, the legend Philly Gundam fan, uh, aka mm-hmm. Robert Mallard. He says, "Are you guys going to be the greatest anime since Destiny? Age is now on Blu-ray. Zahart is the best Shark clone, and his handler was great." <laughs> Hashtag Section Hashtag Understanding. Hashtag yeah. super papa read papa papa writer. I don't even know how to read that. Yo, Robert. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Um, I'll eventually get on those age Blu-rays. Um, oh, yeah. I, I do want to own every Gundam series that's ever been made, but it, when I get close, they change the format. So uh, yeah, that that, that <laughs> makes it real fucking tough to do that. Are they cha- <laughs> what's, what's, what's what's the is there an oh, oh 4K? Yeah, yeah no, 4K no, from, now, from but... DVD. I mean, on DVD, I own quite a few series, and on Blu-ray, I was like, I'm being real selective. I mean, I own the Turn A on Blu-ray, and I own Mobile Suit Gundam TV show on yeah. Blu-ray, and uh, I believe I have, I, I, I have to look. I, I no, is Shorts Counterattack on Blu-ray yet? Yes, I think it is. I need to get that. That's. I think it. Well, I know oh it was in God. Japan. I don't. I don't know if it's it, for I, over here or not. In but. the states, uh, anyone know out there if it's on Blu-ray here in the states? Because I do need to get. I think that. It, I think it is. I'd hope so. But. It's definitely worth the own there, but um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, no, well, yeah, now you, you've been burnt by, it. and everybody's more selective now on um, you know what you buy and what you don't like. Yeah. It's to a point now. It's like this will probably be on stream. So I'm not gonna. It's like I like this movie, but I don't love it. 
Because <laughs> I don't, I mean, even, even a lot of the Marvel movies right now, unless I really like them, I'm not going to buy them, man. I yeah. mean, <laughs> like, like you, Spider-Man you... Homecoming, mm-hmm. eh, I liked it, but I didn't like it enough to that I got to have it because I'm going to watch it all the time. And Wait. if I need to, it's on streaming. You're trying to do away with physical media in your, in your life, though, from what I remember, because you got rid of a lot of uh, the stuff yeah, you had, right? Well, that's, yeah, that shit just... It, it clutters up too, but yeah, I mean stuff on demand. But yeah, there's certain things I I, I still I mean hell I, you know like um, I bought Logan on Blu-ray because I wanted to damn watch that shit in noir man. Yeah, true that. The way it, the way it should have been. The way it's meant to released. be. <laughs> the way it should have been released. So that in Mad Max Fury Road, I want my shit in black and white. <laughs> oh my god! But uh, pos- yeah, well, yeah, I feel bad that Logan never. It should have got an Oscar, man. Yeah, I think it should have been nominated. Uh, at it's le- fucking at least Shane. Running. It, it's it, it, it's it the really new is. version of Shane. It is How Shane. the hell does... I mean, I like Guillermo del Toro and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but a damn fish movie like that, and I may like it. I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. But it really is. I, the I, the, I the shit it. I was seeing of it, I'm mm-hmm. like... But really, was it the best movie? Uh, you know what, though? I think it's just an award to Guillermo because... He's been passed up for so many that they felt bad, I guess. But you know what he does? He's a very meticulous director. And now we're on the subject of the Oscars. So he's a very meticulous director. But uh, he, I, I think in some ways he did deserve the director award as for best film of the year. Um, I would have loved to see Logan get nominated. But, but I think that would have been really cool. But don't you think like there should be a more of a category now of like blockbuster or a movie that makes more than, um, you know... $50 million at the box office because, um, you know, uh, it, it's, I think you, you have a couple of movies there that are going to be not in the running. Yeah. You know, because Logan should have been rated. I know people even said Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman's great. I, I mean, I liked Wonder Woman, but I think that, it's going to... That third act suffers, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that movie, but that third act is right. a, I, a little I, And rough. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, but... What about a blockbuster? It sh- you should not. You should. If they're going to give an Oscar to a movie where it's got a freaking manfish in it, mm-hmm. then this whole thing of like, well, it's got to be grounded in reality. No, it's not grounded in reality because you're that's nonsense. But <laughs> if movies are actually making money and they're still good movies, they're mo- Black Panther. That's not going to get an Oscar next year. It's not going to be up for Best Picture because no. it's a big blockbuster movie. Yeah. Because, well, it made a billion dollars. Thus, that means that, that's no. It's, and, that's, and, and that's plus, BS. it's too early to tell. There could be really fifteen kick-ass movies that come out after Black sure. Panther, and and some of them may be dramas. I don't want to see dramas not get uh, brought into the. No, Oscars. that's why I'm saying yeah. a new character, a yeah. new category, man. Yeah, I mean, because you, that's blockbuster. You're, you're, though, you're, it's kind of like a popular award, though, I guess, but. I, damn. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, I, I'm just saying that mm-hmm. type of movie. You can name it whatever you want. Yeah. Um, what m- best large large uh, budget uh, movie mm-hmm. or something like that? Because how how much did the 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 Shape of Water cost? Oh, I mean, it, roughly about it, like it, sixty million, which is low nowadays. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is low. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. It is like because it goes back to the Dark Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight should have got the Oscar of the year. Dark Knight's so fucking good. I mean, at least it's been nominated. And, 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 it wasn't. And who? Mm-hmm. And who? And who even? Yeah, 
Heath Ledger gets the Oscar for supporting actor, but the movie he's in doesn't even get consideration. Yes. What? What the fuck is that? <laughs> Why? Because it's Batman. Oh well, here's a comic book character. You just gave him to a fucking fish movie. Yeah. So and Yazi, you're giving shit about um or saying I. I like I like Justice League. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'd buy it on Blu-ray, but I like that movie. <laughs> better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, much God. Be- much better. And oh. so is Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Suicide Squad's the biggest piece of shit there is. That's a trash film right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, but getting getting back to the topic. Um. Yeah. Guys, let's go back. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, was, I know. We could we could talk about that all night. I, I, I just that, up, that, that, is, that is my that is my fucking shit right there too to talk about that stuff. But uh, guys, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the topic about Shara's Noble. Thank you guys for con- contributing to the conversation, especially when we were running down all the all the Shars and not Shars. <laughs> Uh, again, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say happy birthday to my friend Austin, aka not underscore Char on Twitter, uh, who uh, has been repping Char, uh, sorry, Quattro Bagina as his avatar for several years now. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, he wasn't, wasn't able to listen to this live, but I'm certain he's running it back. And when he does, uh, wish him happy birthday on Twitter at not underscore Char. And as for Char Aznable as a topic, we'll probably return to him in relation to, uh, in relation to his connection to other characters like with Amaro and, of course, his sister and Lala and all that other stuff in a later conversation. Maybe in another 10 years, guys. You never know. But, uh, Neil, I turn it back over to you. Uh, feel free, uh, we're ready to get this closed out, man. Yeah, no problem. Um, um, thank you, everybody, for coming out. Thank you for listening to us ramble about Char and then ramble a little bit about the... Um, Damn Oscars. Oscars. Damn you, Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Damn you. Fish movie. But, um, <laughs> you know, if you if you ever need to... Uh, Solbro, are you having any uh, Gundam versus or uh, Dragon Ball Fighters um, yes, actually, events coming up? Tomorrow night, actually, if you're listening to this live, uh, that would be on the 17th of March over on twitch.tv slash fightersready. Uh, you guys can join us for a joint stream of Gundam versus and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters on the PlayStation 4. If you got the game on either format, you're more than welcome to come out and join us for conversations. We're going to be talking about spoilers for Black Panther. Then we're going to be diving Uh-oh. into uh, the Star Wars Rebels finale as well. There's some people Uh-oh. who want to debate that on the conversation. So if you haven't seen Star Uh-oh. Wars Rebels, I'm sorry, we're going to be spoiling that shit for you uh, tomorrow night at, uh, <laughs> at 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over on twitch.tv slash fightersready. Uh, even if you don't have the games, you want to come out and just talk shop with us. Uh, it's just a time where we get together, play games, and we talk about things that are related to Gundam and things that are related to mecha anime and just across the board, all sorts of stuff. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed us for uh, that joint stream. Normally we do bi-weekly streams of Gundam Versus. We call it Versus the Gundam Nation. So if you've never seen that before, head on over to youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station where you can go and run back some of the previous archive sessions. And I hope you guys uh, take the time to do that. And uh, subscribe to the channel and also subscribe to us here on youtube.com slash GundamMAHQ where uh, you'll get alerted when we have another live stream going on for another live podcast for Gundam. Uh, Other other than that, um, yeah, join us tomorrow night, man. Back to you, sir. Um, and I think watch out. Um, there should be another streaming event like uh, me and Solbro did for Wing and OAF MS team. We're yes. just trying to figure out the logistics now of what we're gonna, what's available, and how we're gonna do it. Um, so 
uh, just kind of keep your um, your nose out on the social media and stuff and all that. So, um, so bro, any other contact information you need to give because you know yeah. all that stuff, right? Absolutely. MHQ.net. That's where the magic happens. Make sure to visit the oh. Mecca Anime Headquarters. As always, go there, hit the bookmark, and visit them on a regular basis to catch reviews of Mecha Anime series and fine line art if you're from your favorite Mecha Anime shows. MechaTalk.net is where you can find the Yeah, Yeah, Curse is, Curse is still brutally reviewing all your favorite <laughs> anime shows. <laughs> he's, he's going through the struggle. He's going through yeah. the struggle. <laughs> Make sure to follow him on Twitter at MHQ.net as well and let him know he's doing a great job. Uh, at MechaTalk.net, you also want to go there to join the conversation at the forums. Uh, there's a lot of great forums there talking about the currently running anime series, and you guys can join the conversation. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash MHQ1 is the Facebook group for MHQ. Feel free to um, ask to, uh, for, for uh, membership, and uh, they will evaluate you and see if you uh, are, are, are okay to join. Uh, and also, uh, Gundam.net is where you can find the podcast as well. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter, not Twitter, but uh, iTunes. Just search for Gundam. And uh, thank you guys. Well, we're very on Twitter much. too, right? Yeah, we're on yeah, Twitter we're on. at. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Gundam <laughs> at MHQ as well. And uh, uh, thank you guys for following us there. Uh, also, uh, Neo runs the the Twitter for Gundam at MHQ. Most. Of the time, I so. just I and the, the the Twitter is just the most innocuous thing. It's just <laughs> what I what movies I see or what I read articles that I that relate to the stuff that are funny or um, whatever. Yeah, so it's not a place to. It's not a place to fight. <laughs> it's a happy place. You celebrate, like, you know, if you look at the line lately, I just put stuff like that. Um, I, I enjoyed your observation of Outlaw Star being 20 years old, man. Holy shit, it's been a while. God. You damn. know, it, and that's that's a funny one because um, I was, I hadn't watched Adult Swim in a long time and I was watching it Saturday night mm -hmm. and it came on and, you know, at the title screen it said, um, you know, 1998. Um, on the um, you know on the copyright there, I was like, damn! I was like, I wonder how many people know this. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's the type of stuff you get. That's the type of hard hitting stuff on the Twitter. So. <laughs> the hard hitting stuff. <laughs> and then like last night, I did the Stephen Hawking thing. R.I.P. Stephen Hawking, man. Yeah, man. I mean, guy, what was supposed win, to be dead 50, 50 years ago? I mean, he. I think he. He got diagnosed. They said you were going to have two years to live. He ended up living 55 more. Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, man. That's, uh, yeah. And he he was one of the, he's about the robot apocalypse too. Yeah. Res resistance got a little thinner, man. A little thinner. But we'll find someone. The robot apocalypse soon to be brought to you by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned on that news story. Holy shit. So. But yeah, All man. Right. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Stephen Hawking, man. Uh, he warned us of a lot, man. I hope we uh, adhere to some of his warnings, man. Uh, I gotta say, uh, uh, if anything, that man, that man was a uh, a wealth of knowledge, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm sad that he's gone. But you know what? Uh, he lived a lot longer life than he expected, and uh, hats off to him and his family. Watch the Theory of Everything. It's a really good movie, and it will give you a lot of insight on uh, what pretty much made him who he is. So. Uh, if, uh, if there's any recommendation, either that or read a book by Stephen Hawking. There's many out there. But uh, back to yeah. you, Neil. All right. Well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, guys. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ.
Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint.